Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And yes, sir, my friends, this is what we like to refer to as a thirsty Thursday. And lo and behold, up on the East Coast, man, we're also going to be rolling into a Florence Friday. Thanks a lot, Hurricane. Anyway, we have we have all kinds of other stuff that blows. I'm looking at you, Detroit Lions. <laughs> that's buffalo. Dir- buffalo. That's dirty pool, man. <laughs> oh, but hey, kudos to Kentucky for blowing away. You like that? You like that? A 31, 31 What was it? Thirty-one game win streak. Yeah. Yeah. Or as they would say uh, on the Dan Patrick, suck on that back row. Um, <laughs> yes, I love that, dude. I don't know how many couches got burned. But there might be enough stuff inflamed around Kentucky to, to maybe that'll be one of those hurricane parties. You know, they had a, all these dumb like Hurricane Florence, like let's blow fans at par- at Hurricane Florence parties, let's shoot guns at Hurricane Florence, and maybe it won't strike us. There should be a Kentucky fans burning couches because we finally broke the streak party to, to like dry everything off in the middle of Hurricane Florence. No, all kidding aside. Uh, mercifully, we're in uh, Richmond, Virginia, the old RVA, as we say, and it, it looks like at the moment we're going to come out pretty well, uh, but certainly a lot of the coastal areas are just going to get absolutely hammered. Speaking of getting hammered, Lord knows it's a sports brew. We did say it was a thirsty Thursday, so it may not be the hurricane, and it may not Whoa. be it may not be OE, but trust us, we have some tasty beverages tonight. And I think Mark, I think Shannon, I think Randy, I think I hit the under on that, by the way. You're, you're, hey, uh, by, I believe you did. By the way, you're welcome. Do, do credit. Do credit. Do cre- by the way, uh, that means you're welcome. When you're staring at it, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Incidentally, one of the reasons I had to talk to Shannon first is I couldn't remember all the songs that I used to pull up. And so I was like, Shannon, here's what I have up already. Because it's been three months since we've done it, since we've recorded. So. Uh, a little bit of rust to, uh, to you know. I honestly, I hate, I hate to say it out of the gate. Had a little bit of rust to shake off. Okay, <laughs> to be fair. So, you know, I skype Shannon for a second. I'm like, dude, dude, dude. I, I can't remember everything we used to queue up, man. Help me out. And so Shannon, totally team player as all as Shannon always is. And we went through a couple of things. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. What was funny is even though I forgot at times, I forgot what song I wanted to pull. I knew exactly where to go in the song for where I needed to set it. I couldn't remember the song, but I knew the the like the second marker or the minute marker of where it needed to be. So again, shaking off a little bit of rust, and that's okay. It has been three months. We've had a really tremendous summer. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and you know, but it's good to be back, man. It's really, really good to be back. It's great to see you guys. It's good to see your faces. Um, it's particularly good to see Whitfield's face. Oh, oh, sorry, Whitfield. <laughs> it's like it's like he never left. <laughs> anyway, ah, uh, we might as well enter everybody and get him in, man. So let's see. Oh, oh, the good times. You know what? First and foremost, I got to bring back the Twitter Terminator, man, because not only are we back, Andrew Luck is back. Although if he's gonna throw fifty-two times a game, I don't know how how long he'll be back. Brother, he don't need to be thrown that many times a game. Bro, can they take can they take a couple of couple of flaps off that wing? It's a little bit much, you know what I'm saying? A little bit much, well, dude. 
53 pass attempts, 20 rush attempts. That's that's gotta uh, come closer to the middle there. Le'Veon Bell says that's too that's too many touches, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, many, I mean that, that's touches. why we're here now. That's why there was no preseason podcast. You know, we we just said screw it. Yeah, we're, we're not showing up for camp. No, we're holding out. And I, actually, it's past midnight. We should have taken over for when we were going to start the podcast. Mark's Lloyd, can we start at 10:30? Didn't make that. Not even close. But. In honor, mountain time. That's if we go to a different time zone, it's ten thirty. But <laughs> I think, really, in your honor, I might as well play. You know, a little Friday. Yes, thank you. That's better. All right, so <laughs> you got you got Andrew. Look, Shannon, you got Andrew Luck back. Kentucky goes down to the swamp and sticks it to Florida. That's a pretty good week for you, brother. Pretty I good. Mean, I was all prepped for the hurricane. I had supplies. I had the generator working. You know, things have tried to get me down this week. Amber's car dying. And you know what? The sports brew lives, baby. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Oh, it's good to have intro music. It's good to, like, hear hear everybody's voices. It's fun, man. It's nice. So... Go ahead. I, I told you a few weeks ago that I had a good one for you. So oh, we're at Lord. we're at the beach, and it's kind of a rough day. Mm-hmm. And um, Amber's out there, and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's not too bad." Instant karma, bro. <laughs> Big old wave comes in, wipes her out. <laughs> oh wow! Loses her glasses. Oh. Her, her prescription sunglasses. Oh, that sucks. And you know what that wave did? It made the nipple break free, dude. Oh, God. Whoa. She came up. And her suit was off like, oh, my God, your boobs. Your boobs. Uh-oh. We got, we got, we got the wife nip slip out of the gate. The, the break it free, baby. <laughs> Uh, and I that's... swear to God, when it happened, Break Free came into my mind. I'm like, okay, remember that from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is the boob uh, that will break free. My top can't contain me no more. I mean, I hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> I guess uh, Karma is a believer in the hashtag free the nipple as well. Yeah. Older, I was like, don't. It, I just don't. Haunt the ocean. All, all I want to know is, did the other other boob go like hashtag Me Too and like pop out of there? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you? Did you? Well, you did you say boob soon? That's true. <laughs> well, I can't do Lordy. it. You can do it. We'll do it live. That's right. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. Can't do it. <laughs> oh, it's good to hear that again. It is. Yeah, I missed yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, you know what that means? The wave took out Amber and, and Amber's, Amber's, you know, boob totally went. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, all right. Well, that was fun. I like some laughter out of the gate, man. That's good stuff. Thanks for the thanks for the rando story, McGuff. I'm sure she'll appreciate the fact her breast made the intro of the sports brew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We won't say anything about that. No. <laughs> Don't be like, hey, honey, you should listen to this episode, really. We'll just keep it between us. Why? Don't she... tell anybody else. Why? She didn't. <laughs> she still <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Oh, man. Well played, sir. There you go. Amber, this one this one's dedicated to you. Na 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 na. Anyway, okay. How we can't be off the rails with one intro. Can we? <laughs> Look, it's been 3 months. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. My god. Shoo! That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Thank you for the story, McGuffin. Yes, sir. Thank you for the story. All right, all right, all right. Let's try to get let's try to get uh, at least briefly back on track. I think, maybe, partially. Whew. All right, Mark. It is good to yes, see, it is good to see that old fuzzy fro and the big old goatee. <laughs> you ready to hit your cue, bro? Yes, sir. All right, right, man. Look at that. Three. Brew and fun, sir. Woo! 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 (laughs) Woo! Oh, aren't you delighted to actually see, you know, I know you didn't get a win in week one, but you had, it, it had to be really nice to see, you know, Beckham back out there and... Again, not a win, but it's not like they. I mean, much better than what last year was. Oh, you'll. you'll I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get some more, more more thorough thoughts from me later. Oh, but, I mean, we I, sure. I, I, but 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 I mean, I can definitely say, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly I've got my 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 Sunday ticket queued up. So I, I um, it was that that game actually was on locally, but you now I'll, I'll be watching them all season. Yeah, I'm I'm totally satisfied. I mean, Good. I I want I want I wanted to win, of course, of course, of but, course. I mean, Jacksonville's course. defense is. Still, by far, the nastiest team in the league. I don't see that changing. They they were uh, no. pretty lethal. Still got to see Barkley, you know, bust one. You know, great touchdown run. Um, felt Beckham had a very quality game, quality numbers. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not like oh god, they look abysmal. I, I don't feel you know doom and gloom, anything like that. So, yeah, I'm not not you know over you know excited either. Like I'm like oh god, they're gonna be you know on top of the mountain. But about what I what I was hoping for. Yeah, well, I mean, and look, I think realistically, when you look at the NFC East, you figure you don't quite know what the Eagles are going to be because Wentz is out. Exactly. And, you know, Foles hasn't looked great, but they still have a good defense. They, they You know what I mean? They still have a, a really solid foundation, and mm-hmm. that and that defensive line is good. And so are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover? Probably. Um, is Wentz, how's he going to look when he comes back? We'll see. Uh, Foles, Foles kind of tapped into that Flacco rainbow magic. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because that was ugly at the end of the regular season, and then the playoffs was just incredible for them. So, you know, it does, I don't mean – I'm not trying, trying to say this to take anything away from the Eagles, but really the rest of the NFC East is looking up at them for now. Although Dallas, I think, has some legitimate problems. The Redskins, if they're healthy, I think are going to be good. How good, I don't know, because the Cardinals might be a complete dumpster fire. But that was a complete game, and I didn't get to watch. I saw some highlights, obviously, but I didn't watch the Giants and Jaguars game. But that that was a far cry from just how abysmal they were really in the meat of last season. They had a lot of things go wrong. Um, So I'm kind of curious to see how the tail end of Eli Manning's career is going to play out. 
obviously Saquon Barkley, at least in the short term, was the right decision. Um, you know, in two or three or four years, we might look back at it differently. But at the moment, it, you know, I mean, he's Eli's the quarterback. That's the team. You're trying to win now, and that's what they needed to do. That run was nice, by the way. That oh, run, that run was nice. Um, that was, he's got some sideline jet, man. Once he hit the sideline, dude, he took off, man. That was, that was yeah. No, that was beautiful. He's, he's got some moves. He, so he, he, he's, he's, he's oh yeah. I mean, I feel like Shannon, you and I talked about him a lot, and how you know I, I a thousand percent. I know just like anybody else mm-hmm. who you know fossil ball knows the you know safe safest first round pick is not you know a skilled position. It's a it's a lineman, and I know how bad that offensive line is, but. Barkley is a rare talent, and I a thousand percent wanted them to go after him. It's been so, way too long since the Giants have had a running game that used to be their you know foundation. That used to be their their calling card, and I was just so ready to see a running game be back. So, you know, one one game, but yeah, he he absolutely looked like the guy that I expected to see, yeah. and you know, especially against some some lesser defenses, I think he can put up some huge numbers. And he's so so big. I mean, you certainly hope that he can, you know, stay very healthy for a long time. So I'm extremely excited to, to have him on the team. No, you should. Be. Um, you should be. Yeah, the, oh, absolutely. There's legit upside. Legit upside. But yeah, you know, anybody who asked me preseason, like, what was I looking for going into the season? Um, I figure on paper, Eli probably is two more years. I, I don't want to see him you know, have abysmal last two years. I, I don't expect them to be contenders Two years including this one? You mean, or do you mean two years beyond? I think two years including this year. You think more than that? So I mean, you, maybe, think the, you, you think this year and next year and then that's it? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has at least one year. You know how Peyton was his very last year where he, he could still sort of play and he had moments, but he, you knew he was done. And he knew yep. he was done. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Eli has that because I, I just think for that family, for what football means to them, we joke around about Eli, but uh, and, and people can pile on him. I understand that, but he's still a good quarterback. Is he great at this point? Not as great as he was, but that's why you need the position players around him. You know, and right. when he has his moments, you can take advantage of that. But I would think it's reasonable to, to think he's going to have this year. Hopefully it's solid, uh, solid to above average. Maybe next year solid to above average. My impression would be he's going he's gonna to ride it out, barring injury, and he'll have that one last year where you know it's his time. And right. uh, whether that's you know this year or next year, two years, or two years beyond, I don't know. But um, they, certainly, well, they, they certainly won't do what they did to him last year, which I still think was awful. <laughs> They won't do that uh, again. No. Uh, they, they won't. They won't yield no. him ever again. Um, <laughs> um, that won't happen. So, so, so yeah. I mean, I, I, I want. I, I, it was. <laughs> I, I just. I want to see him. You know, be able to ride off in the sunset with you know a couple positive seasons. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I'm excited to see you know Beckham look like he's you know back to full health, and uh, yeah, going up against a really nasty defense. He gave himself a chance, obviously. Yeah. You know, ugly, you know, pooch on the last, you know, punt to, you know, take away their their, their chance. But I mean, still, I mean, they were going to have to go go, go the yeah. full field against Jacksonville's defense with, you know, minute ten and no no timeouts. That's pretty tough. pretty unlikely, and having to get in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I mean so I, I, chances I, were slim, but still, you don't want to see it happen. But anyway. I, I think you have to walk away going, you know, I didn't know what it was going to be come after last year. You know, I, I don't know what's going to be, but they played arguably the best 
definitely one of the best defenses in the league, but arguably the best defense top in the two. league. Top yeah, two. top two. I mean, you're really going to talk about the Rams and the Jaguars if, out of the gate. That might change over the and, – and the Vikings. Okay, so we got three. Yeah. Those are the defenses that you're looking at going, those are the, the best defenses in the league entering the season. That doesn't mean it'll be that way by week eight, week four, week 12. But your first impression, what they are, talent, execution, what they did last season coming into this season, you have high expectations for those defenses. Not high expectations for Blake Bortles, but that's life as a Jaguars fan. <laughs> Uh, but hey, you, to I am going for five thousand and fifty touchdowns, bro. Man, you can't even do that in Madden with that mofo. Come on, dude, <laughs> get out of here! All right, I'll put the reefer down. It is. Friday. Yeah, that, he's, he's, he's no Ryan Fitzpatrick. Come on. That, yeah, right. <laughs> that guy. Oh my god. He, you know what? He might have used up all his mojo for the whole season in one game. That was completely amazing. It's Kudos magic, to him. Baby. Kudos to him. Fitz yeah. Magic. But I, you know, at the end of the day, I think from a, a Giants fan perspective, you go, you know what? They played them tough. They had opportunities to win. It's week one, so they still have some things to work out. Uh, but they played a good team, tough, tight, had a shot at the end. That's good because that's at least you go, you know what? They're a respectable team again because last year was a dumpster fire. So that's that I think is a positive. It, yeah, it would have been nice to get a win. Of course it would. But that, I think, is a positive first week one impression. There's room for improvement. You can certainly point to a couple of areas. Um, but much better, one weekend looked much better than what that team had devolved into last year. And that's good. Oh, yeah. That's I good. Give, I, give them, I give them a solid B minus, maybe even flat B grade. I mean, they, they, they absolutely, you know, I, I knew it was, a, it was a damn tough matchup. And, I mean, they've got a really tough First, I feel like the first six weeks, six weeks of the season on paper, it's murder row. I mean, it's a tough, tough uh, setup. Other than obviously Dallas, I mean, they look pretty bad. So I mean, that's you know, hopefully they can handle business against Dallas. But overall, their first six weeks look, look tough. I'm hoping they can go three and three. It, it may be a two and four, but but anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm 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 satisfied. Uh, saw a good game. The game was a little chance. So I'm happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, Eli probably aren't they playing Dallas in Dallas? Uh, coming up uh yes i'm pretty yeah. sure yeah well i'm sure there's a support structure or a beam or something in the locker room that eli still <laughs> needs to sign so <laughs> i would give him a pretty good shot uh, you know look i think this is a huge year speaking of dallas it's a huge year for dak huge year for dak he has a lot to prove and he sure as hell didn't prove it against the panthers that was rough so you know, my first impression would be that if the Giants are going to play competent, good football with, you know, defense, run game, et cetera, that they stand a great shot if they go in there and handle their business of taking care of that. Now, you have to be careful with week one over react. That's always kind of the thing with week one is you go, oh, my God, this team's great. It's just like the Ravens beating the hell out of the out of the Bills and then obviously what happened tonight on Thursday Night Football, right? So you need a couple of games. You need a bigger sample size to really have a feel for teams because they have to gel. Their offenses have to get clicking. Their defenses have to, have to get clicking. There's a lot of I – mean, week one's a little humpy-bumpy. You know, it's like our expectation for this podcast. It might be a little bit herky-jerky, but we haven't recorded in three months, man. Get, you know, it's all hey, right. Justin, yeah. we actually just got a phone call from Nathan Peterman, and he thought Dak Prescott had a rough week one. <laughs> <laughs> we, actually, we actually took a call from Peterman? God, well, I'm, su- I'm not pro- going that on the air. I'm surprised that didn't get intercepted by somebody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, low-hanging fruit, buddy. Low-hanging fruit. Yes, um, again, I, I like the Giants' chances in that. 
We'll see. I mean, you know, one of his picks was the proverbial. Yeah, I mean, he, st- he stepped up. That was uh, one in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I was watching that. And, and that was one of those, you know, tip drill kind of things. He, he was under duress, stepped up to throw. It got tipped, and Miles Jack grabbed the pick and, you know, ran ran it back for a pick six. So I think that they made it 20 to 9 on that one. But that's not necessarily his fault. It's a great play by whoever tipped it. I don't remember if that was a lineman or a linebacker that tipped it up. Um, and that was a great defensive play. You know, uh, and and again, they gave themselves some opportunity late. So, I, I don't want to, you know, throw a whole bunch of hype, hype stuff on that. But again, I'm not a Giants fan, y'all know that. But given what they were, particularly late last year, where it looked like it was El Foldo for a lot of stuff, and they had a ton of injuries. I mean, it's really hard, uh, particularly if you have a lame duck coach and they're ready for that coach to go, which they clearly were. Um, it's hard to have a fair evaluation of a football team. So I think going into this season with Pat Shermer and different expectations, different systems, um, different level of organizational competencies, which, you know, you, you read reports, you read stories where it, it really sounds like he's a much better fit for the team. It, it's still early. You, you know, you got to get through more than week one. But the early reviews have been positive. You yeah. know what I mean? So... I don't want to hold – I think what they turned into last year is not, was not – and we talked about this before. What the end of last year was for that team I don't think was a, a reasonable – it was not really indicative of what they were, right? I think you know going out of the gate week one, what they look like over the next month I think is really going to be more indicative. And if they're healthy, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be competitive. And playing the Jaguars tough, playing the Jaguars tight, imperfections, room for improvement. To me, that was a positive week one, positive outcome. Would have been nice to get the win, but a positive outcome for them. Um, Absolutely. Anything else you want to seal the deal with? With the, with the, I didn't know we were going to talk go Giants Jaguars out of the gate, but that, that's okay. <laughs> as a fan, uh, as a fan, any other kind of takeaways or impressions or anything you want to kind of button up with, uh, whether it's the Giants or the Jaguars or both or just the game? Um, no, it's just I mean, I, obviously, you know, for you know a million reasons, was just you know damn excited to see football back. That was yeah, great. true story. Um, yeah, and I'm 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 totally satisfied with you know good with their performance and and, and uh, excited to see more of Barkley. I do think the lineman they got hurt early, offensive lineman. I think he's out for a long time, and that mm-hmm. that sucks because that's obviously one thing they can't afford to you know see beat up is their O line. But uh, but hopefully that maybe they can grab somebody off the you know waiver wire. Maybe. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. All right. I guess we need to bring old Randy in, man. What's up, bro? I think that's the longest anybody's ever had to wait for an end. We're 23 minutes in. I think that's probably the longest. (coughs) I'm I'm just sitting here going, okay, let's see how long I can talk for. All right. Damn. (laughs) Holy shit. What the hell? (laughs) Again, I I didn't know it was going to go that way. But that's okay. Was like, man, Matt gets freaking mentioned right off the bat, and I'm sitting here waiting. Uh, I don't think I said he's save the best for last. What the hell? Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to look at it. Absolutely. Apparently, Jimmy G also looked at it that way because he certainly didn't have the, the, the best. He had more of the worst for first. No, I'm just kidding. And that's not really fair. He, he actually had some nice moments, but that, that was a tough ask in week one. Minnesota's a good team, dude. I was about to say, that team. defense is going to give better quarterbacks even yeah. just as much headaches as they gave yeah. Jimmy G. So. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't sweat that. Not in week one. I wouldn't sweat that too much. I thought Jimmy G hanged in there pretty well 
Especially just, losing Marquise Goodwin early, so you yeah, know, with the, that with was, the, that with was the, tough. With the quad, and then it's not just that. I mean, obviously there's some talent holes on that team that they're working through. I think that's legit. And you can make a pretty reasonable argument that Minnesota is a very, very complete team. I mean, they were very good last year. They obviously went pretty deep in the playoffs. Yeah, crazy fluke play to beat the Saints. That's fine. But very complete team. And, you know, Cousins was a good ad for them. I would certainly argue that he's an improvement over uh, Case Keenum. But uh, I'm not going to hate. I'm not going to hate on that week one, Jimmy G, 49ers. I'm not going to hate on that loss. It's 24-16. They had some opportunities throughout the game to put more points on the board. It didn't happen. Some of that, maybe it's Russ, maybe it's week one, maybe it's whatever. Maybe some of that is just kudos to the Vikings for their defense. Uh, so I, I don't want to hate on that. Uh, I'll tell you a fun story. One of the ladies I work with is a gigantic 49ers fan. And so as we were prepping for the new uh, the new year, um, I was helping her you know, laminate a couple things and make some posters and banners for her room. And uh, she loves uh, – she was a huge Kaepernick fan. Of course, he's not on the team anymore, so now she's a huge Jimmy G fan. <laughs> Um, she she actually had this gigantic cardboard cutout of Colin Kaepernick. It was really hilarious. Damn. <laughs> so anyway, I was joking around with her. She was printing this banner, and we were going to laminate it. And I said, oh, you have a typo over there. She's like, oh, man. And I was like, don't worry about it. We can totally fix it. And so I was kidding, but then she loved the idea. And I was like, let's let's print out a couple of Jimmy Garoppolo heads, a couple of Garoppolo faces. It's, it's like a, um, a fat head, except much smaller and much lower quality because it's a black and white printer. <laughs> so we printed out a couple of sh- a couple of pages of just Jimmy Garoppolo faces. We cropped it in where it was just his face, and so we printed them off. And so she covered the typo with a Jimmy Garoppolo, f- a Jimmy G face. And I thought it would be really <laughs> funny because she loves Jimmy G so much, and people know that. I mean, she she comes up and writes on my door like 49ers to the Super Bowl," and people be like, "Are you a 49ers fan, Mister Green?" I'm like, "No, that's Oz," <laughs> and I kind of laugh about it. But um, she, she's a riot. But I was kidding around with her. And I said, you know what you ought to do? You ought to take, we ought to make a whole bunch of Jimmy, Jimmy G faces. You ought to hide them in random places around a building and see how long it takes people to find it and notice it. <laughs> so she did that. And what's great oh, about man. yeah, what's great about it is I didn't realize, I didn't notice that after I made that comment to her, she actually stuck one on my name outside my office. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it, took, it took me a couple days, and I was walking up, and I, I was like, "Oh, look, I got a Jimmy G face on my door or on my you know name placard." And I laughed, <laughs> and so I've left it there because every once in a while, somebody's like, uh, "Justin, why do you have a Jimmy G face on your name?" I'm like, "Ah, mm-hmm. that's Oz." But can you find the rest of them? You know what I mean? So I feel like we have a scavenger hunt. That's going to be fun all year long. All year long. It's going to be good times. I didn't say it was a great story, Randy. I'm just telling you it was a story. Um, (laughs) Anyway, number one, we might as well talk about the damn Vikings and the 49ers. So, Randy, just curious. General takeaways or impressions? Uh, Yeah, it was a loss, but probably unreasonable expectations coming in given how Jimmy G kind of finished uh, last season and then obviously a, a humongous contract. This was like the quarterback contract game, wasn't it? Kirk Cousins yep. was 84 million over three three years, 84 and then I forget what Jimmy G got paid, but it's a hell of a lot. So this was like the this was like the money bag quarterback game. Um but expectations were probably a smidge unrealistic for the 49ers. Uh, particularly dealing with Minnesota out of the gate. But general impressions or takeaways, whether it's Jimmy G, offense, defense, 
obviously, you know, they're kind of filling in some holes with Alfred Morris and, you know, their and their run game. But, you know, what do you walk away from that game kind of feeling? I mean, there was a few things that I noticed that really kind of I was excited about and frustrated mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the fact that they actually, you know, only ended up being down by a score basically at the end of the game. That To me, that was a bonus because it just meant they were – Hungry, they were showing some heart. They were really trying to play as hard as they could. Yeah, I mean, Garoppolo actually had an opportunity, multiple opportunities to tie the game up, and you know, obviously, it didn't happen. But it's just the idea that the team just didn't quit, and that that makes me feel like going down the road as they sort through all their issues and as they gel and get that chemistry going, there's going to be some games that no one's expecting them to win that they're going to end up probably winning. Uh, another one of the bright spots, I think, is uh, rookie Fred Warner. The mm-hmm. way he played at middle linebacker, um, he was tearing it up. I think they found themselves a nice little gem there mm-hmm. for uh, once. You know, once the entire linebacking core is actually full, because you know Foster serving his suspension right now. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest issues I had was just offense shooting themselves in the foot a lot. Uh, one missed pass to Kittle in the end zone that could have tied the potential. That was close. The game. That was close. That was close. Um, Kittle dropping that one pass that pretty much led the very next play was, you know, the pick six. Uh, oh, was, stuff it, like, was, was that the Mike Hughes pick six? Yeah. They made it 17 6? Yeah. I mean, the Niners were dropping balls like I'm dropping weight. I mean, it's ridiculous. So. Uh oh. Uh oh. Randy. You said. Balls. Indeed, I did. Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> at, Ra- at Randy's gym, probably. <laughs> you are not wrong. See? There you go. <laughs> hey, man. Sorry. But all in all, very incomplete game. A lot of mental errors. Yeah. And as time goes Again, on. week one. Yes. it's good. Yeah. It, the times go on. They're going to iron them out. But. I, I mean, I can't complain. I mean, I'm looking at I want competitive games, which is what yep. I got. Yep. I want I want to see improvement as the season goes on, and overall, I just want to see even if they only go seven and nine, it's an improvement over last year, and I'm fine with that. I'm not I'm not going playoffs or division or wild whatever. It's I just want improvement. I want to see this team grow because they're still young. Yeah, they yeah. have some veterans there, but I want to see this team get develop and actually become a contender that can actually you know be in the mix year after year yeah. rather than the win now mentality of a lot of teams. Well, you know, I I like Garoppolo. I mean, you guys know that. We'll see what he turns into, but if he is what we think he what we really think he's going to be, then he's your centerpiece you build around it. And realistically, you have two options. You draft a guy and you spend money and build around while he's on a cheap contract, a la the Rams or you know you have a void and you spend the big money to bring the guy in and then you you better draft well you better draft well and manage your money well around him and that's what the 49ers have chosen to do given where they had ended up in their quarterback situation uh, moving on from Alex Smith Kaepernick obviously didn't work out long term in that situation there's lots of reasons for that they made a strong move and a strong commitment. They brought somebody, you know, they, they bring Jimmy G in. They obviously paid a, a steep price by the time you factor in his actual contract, not necessarily the compensation for him, 
put the compensation to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? They paid a steep mm-hmm. price. And if they get that right, particularly how that division is trending, where Seattle has issues, they obviously kind of have to reboot some of that team. Uh, the Rams, I think, are legitimately good, but I don't know about golf yet. Uh, and the Cardinals are a dumpster. They're, the Cardinals are freaking terrible. You know, I can't imagine the Reds. I have a hard time imagining the Redskins are legitimately that good, right? I really do. Um, so the Cardinals look terrible. So there's opportunity space, and if they get Jimmy G right, then they can trend in the right direction, and then it's a matter of, of putting the right pieces around him. But you, you lock in certain parts of your roster, and you go. So we'll see. Week one isn't enough of a sample size for anybody. It, it's just not. Other than maybe Buffalo, they look pretty bad. <laughs> they look pretty bad. Uh, I did I, like how you uh, channeled your inner uh, Denny Green there, Justin. Yeah, he is who we think he is. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is. Who we, he, yeah, he he is. By the way, I'm surprised that Alfred Morris fumbled near the goal line. He's not really. I don't really think of Almo as a. Fumble. That's a shocker. Yeah, yeah, that was a shocker. I'm surprised he coughed that up. But uh, I did lo- a couple things I liked from that game. Number one. Um, was Diggs dropping that nasty move? Um, you know, I almost wanted to say breaking like Richard Sherman's ankles, but you know, then I think of his Achilles and I feel bad for him. So <laughs> he obviously, I mean, but he totally snookered Richard Sherman, and you know, that was a nice catch, a nice gain, helped set up a field goal for him. But that catch was just that catching that move to like totally get rid of Sherman off of the coverage was great. Um, and Kirk Cousins had some really pretty throws, and obviously, uh, I was. I wasn't happy with how things played out with Cousins with the Redskins, but I think some of that was an was an organizational rift with him, uh, and I thought they did him dirty, and I think he was going to leave no matter what. Um, uh-huh. And I didn't bag on him like some Redskins fans did. I understand, and I, I get some of the I, – I mean, I, <laughs> look at you, barf one. Um, so I, I – I, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> um so and, and like I understand why because it, it became a real point of contention. What did the, what did that dude call him? Kurt Cousins. <laughs> Kurt. What up, Kurt? Captain Kurt. He needed to go. He he was ready to move on, right? He was ready to be somewhere else. And sometimes that's what happens. And honestly, at this point, Alex Smith in his career, he's a little bit older, but it's clear that look, that guy can come in and run stuff. And I hope it's a good year. They look pretty good out of the gate. But Kirk Cousins made the right move for him, and so I wish him success. I do. He had a good, he had some really nice throws. I'm, look, he didn't go Ryan Fitzmagic on the stat line, but he had a good game. Okay, he had a, he had a good game. He had some really pretty throws. Uh, there was a real nice, I mean, just about a perfect throw to, to Diggs, and it was a twenty-two yard touchdown to Diggs in the end zone. That was a great throw. That was an absolutely pretty, pretty throw. Uh, obviously, he also nailed Kyle Rudolph in the back. Well, that, that sounds kind of dirty. He, um, <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Hey, Whoa. You said balls. <laughs> yeah. Who wants a mustache ride? Was that Burt Reynolds? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Rest in <laughs> That's more like Pokey in the Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> that I guarantee you, that had to be a porn movie from back then, right? Smokey I'm and the sure Bandit, it was. Pokey and the Bandit. That had to be. What was that one? It was it was uh, Saving uh, Private Ryan. What, what was it? Saving Ryan's Privates or and something? Private. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how both Mark and Randy knew that. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Acting all innocent. <laughs> oh, if I could turn back time, I'd totally not make that comment. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's half the fun. All right, rewind. I'm not going to talk about Cousins hitting Kyle Rudolph in the back. Uh, or whatever it was I said. That He had some nice throws. He had some nice throws. But it was good to see some fight out of, out of the 49ers. I loved that throw from Jimmy G when he was stumbling out of the pocket and rolling out under some pressure. And he totally just, just you know got that thing. That, it was Dante Pettis, right? Uh, yep. For a touchdown in the end zone. And I thought that was a really nice throw under duress. Um, yeah, the overthrow. The, the Kittles was an overthrow. I, I would imagine once we once we kind of progress through the season and they get their time and their rhythm right, you probably won't see that as much. But you know, again, they had some opportunities. Um, had that been a touchdown, it's probably twenty four twenty. You know, or maybe they go for a two point conversion. You never quite know. But um, they they had some they had some moments. So I mean, Harrison Smith obviously sealed the win for the for Minnesota with a pick. Um, and then you, you have that wounded duck that uh, Garoppolo chucked that Hughes snatched uh, and ran off for the pick six. So, you know, imperfect, but again, it's one of those week one things. Um, impressed with Minnesota. I thought they looked very complete and very, you know, per- very solid, which is what you would expect. Although I think for them it's NFC Championship game really at a minimum or bust. Uh, but what you want to see out of San, Fra- San Fran is, is are they trending in the right direction? And I feel like they are. Uh, but the rest of the season will really show us if that's the case um, with the roster, with Garoppolo, and, and with the coach and leadership and et cetera. But, yeah. <laughs> that's why they play the game. But, I mean, I think one of the weirdest things for me was actually seeing uh, Pierre Garçon with a drop. Haven't seen that in a long time. Right in the end zone, too, of all things. Get both your hands yeah. on it, you still drop the damn ball. Yeah. I rushed a lot in that game, though. He w- He was... I, I yeah, I counted at least four times where he went down the middle and mm. just got smashed by Vikings, and he he took a beating in that game. Wait a second, I mean, like, wait, wait a second. It's not like one second. of those things you're going to pay attention to unless you actually watch the game. But he took, I mean, he he was like us on a good night. He took a lot of shots. <laughs> <laughs> so he went down the middle and smashed. Is that what you just said? Yes, sir. Two chips at the same time, man. Hey, yeah, buddy. Just saying. That's the great thing about sports is you're talking about sports and it also sounds kind of dirty somewhere along the way, doesn't it? It really does, man. Only if your mind goes there. Which, the sports group, we go there. It was an umbrella. Here here you go. (laughs) You some bitches couldn't close an umbrella. (laughs) <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. Oh my that's what God. I thought. I've not seen that forever. Oh man, that's awesome. Oh man. And just because you brought it up earlier, yeah. I, I did take the time to look up uh, Pokey and the Bandit. Yeah, apparently it is a, a hockey duo. It is one half of the goaltending duo from the Winnipeg Jets. Uh <laughs> Pokey Reddick and Daniel uh, Bartholom or Barthon, however the hell you pronounce it, but yeah, it there actually is actually a goaltending duo from oh. back in the day. Huh? Crazy, huh. crazy to even think Who about it. But there's, apparently, there's also some YouTube cartoons called Pokey and the Bandit, and yeah, I'm not even gonna look at those. <laughs> they drafted 
Fucking who? Who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Oh, I still love that. That's the best draft. That's the best draft reaction ever, man. Pokey and the Bandit and Kristaps Porzingis. There you go. Oh my lord. Whew. You know what? One of the things that's great is to actually hear some of these sound bites again. Because I feel like, I mean, again, it's been three months, man. We had we had a nice extended sabbatical. It's been it, it's been nice, but it, it's it's weird. And so it's kind of fun and refreshing to actually hear some of the stupidity again. It's fun. Oh, by the way, are, yeah. are, are the are the, the the checks in the mail for our paid time off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the mail. Okay. <laughs> you bet. Just making sure. Making sure. I'm sorry. Your address was Abu Dhabi. Oh, oh shit. Sorry. It's, I guess it's not going to the right place. Then expect some delays. I thought your address was Las Vegas. No. Yeah, sorry. I I, I, gam- I gambled it all away, man. What are you gonna do? I can't. I can't blame you. Damn WNBA betting. Suck the Mystics <laughs> in the WNBA finals, man. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, buddy. Got <laughs> <laughs> oh. swept by the storm. Oh man, good stuff. Oh, you know what? I, I tell you what, man. Uh, before we settle into some other stuff, let's go ahead and do a, a salute o'clock, man. And the reason I'm saying that is because I already finished my beer, so apparently it was really good. I, I am totally enjoying a Ballast Point Sculpin IPA, and nice. I just I just slaughtered this thing in set you know in segment one. Mercifully, I still have a Beam and Coke, so that's good. I I, I don't have any Captain at the moment, so we're just going little Jim Beam. We'll get the job done, buddy. Mm. Shannon, what you got, bro? Dude, I got a growler of uh, Hardywood Cuvée Gold tonight. Hardywood mm. Cuvée Gold. Mm. Nice. Beautiful. And thank even... you, Todd, for getting my Kroger in order and getting good beer on tap. Oh, did he, <laughs> did he straighten your Kroger out? He had to come down and actually get them. He was like Darth Vader. He had to get them uh, back on course. You know? Good. <laughs> well, thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. That beer is for you, sir. That beer's for you. Doing, 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 doing the Lord's work. <laughs> that's yes. right. There you go. You're giving Shannon good beer options. Thank hey, you, sir. That's a win. That's a win. <laughs> uh, Mark, what you got, bro? Oh, it's it's our, our first time back, so, you know, in, in honor of uh, something that's uh, – you probably aren't – you may not be aware, but the, the captain introduced me to. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying a, a, a nice, small, like, aperitif of uh, rum chata, but it's, it's specialized. It's called a – Frappuccata. I, I, I nice. shared a link with the captain. It's it's uh, rum chata, but with like a coffee flavoring. It's outstanding. Anybody who doesn't know rum chata, oh, it's, it's so good. Outstanding. It's, it's so good. You can't, you can't you can't drink with so much of it at night. It's a liqueur. It's light, but it, it basically tastes like cinnamon toast crunch. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, and it's so good. So enjoying a nice little rum chata, and then certainly double fisting with a um, berry shandy. My my fancy glassware. I'm a, I'm a fancy. There you go. What you being all fancy? Pinky's out, D-Stat. Pinky's out. Pinky's <laughs> out. <laughs> I, all I know is he was looking extra fancy with, uh, we, we, were, we were calling, you know, setting up the Skype thing and, you know, there, look, there's Shannon. He forgot to turn his mic on. <laughs> there, <there's, laughs> 
Shaking it off, man. Shake, shake, shake it, it off the rust, man. Shake it off the rust. There's Randy. They're like, hey, what's up, dude? And and we were like, you know, I was trying to decide which of, of Mark's accounts like to actually call. So he didn't answer one. I'm like, oh, no, it's the one with the bathtub. So we call him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one I always remember. I think it's a tub from some room in Vegas or something. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so we call Mark. And next thing you know, like, there's like some rando light up, weird day clothes kind of like cat mask kind of going on and we're just like what the hell is that dude honestly in my head <laughs> look look bro <laughs> i'm like looking at this this light up cat mask and i'm like what we have our resident white guy wakandan like right here and i'm like <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i'm like forget <laughs> i'm like forget <laughs> Forget, forget Black Panther. Here comes the Caucasian cougar. <laughs> oh no! Caucasian cougar, buddy. Whew. That it, that should be illegal. Is that like a cousin of the Sex Panther? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> that was a hell of a mask. That was a hell of a mask. No, that no, I, I, the backstory is I just enjoyed the first stretch. I was always I'd always pop up for the stream. Yeah. I, I, I never used to really be a big hat guy, but I guess I've recently become a hat guy, so I pop up with a different hat each time, and I feel like at the moment, I don't think I have any hats that I haven't worn, so, you know, up the ante a little bit. I think that should be your your, your new alter ego, the Caucasian Cougar. I'm, fe- <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm feeling that, dude. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> well, your Halloween look, costume look, is man. set. Just, just be careful, Donk, man. I mean, you know, he's always hunting the cougars. He does hunt the cougars. <laughs> Dare you, you're very true. Uh, you can you can be his this wing cougar, right? It's all good, man. <laughs> you, you, can, you, you, can, you can help him track down the real ones. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Whew. What the hell just happened? I, I don't know. I don't know. We, we probably... It always happens. We... we <laughs> Stupidity. Someone, someone playing the train crashing into something. I mean, you know, let's let's. That's what we need. We need a soundbite of a train say, crashing into something. Where's Ozzy Osbourne? Going <laughs> off the rails on the crazy train. Oh, that sounds about right. Every time I hear this song, I think of Guardians of the Galaxy now. <coughs> oh, yeah, that's legit. Oh, that's oh. legit. Uh oh. That's one of those, like, really random ass songs that just doesn't. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's, like, certain songs that come out and you're like, how the hell did they even get away with making that, right? <laughs> like, how, many, how many drugs did they do? <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> to be like, this is a great idea, and then it works out, and it's kind of like, it, you know what I mean? Then it ends up being, then it doesn't even have to be popular. I mean that I, I, that one obviously was, but it's just some stuff is so random. You're like, whoa, what? <clears throat> but 
But Anywho. I was gonna say, I mean, mm. should, should we not be worried about like Captain's house imploding or something like that? Because not only does he not currently have a, a Volvo, he doesn't currently have any Captain. And that just, <laughs> I feel like those two things combined, I just worry that something, you know. Well, I, implode or, yeah, I, don't well know. I think Captain has a birthday here in the next ten I days, do. so I, I think do. that's going to change. There we, we go. We do. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it, don't worry. Well. I know. I, oh my god, I can't believe I'm going to be. Oh, dude, I'm going to be 41. <laughs> that that requires a D stat song dedication. <laughs> Some 41. <laughs> One of your favorites. I'll find with some 41. But that hopefully I just don't, you know, hopefully I don't end up with a fat lip. But you know, I got to tell you, know. Justin, you were talking about like all those groups earlier about the the people going to the uh, hurricane mm-hmm. and the one that i said i was going to was the one with the concert with like creed and nickelback <laughs> yeah. oh it yeah is, what was the one with is, like, nickelback like we're gonna like go to a nickelback concert to scare away the hurricane oh my god <laughs> Something stupid. it is a huge like whoever is running that that one is is uh, phenomenal by the way, uh, Flow uh, is down to Flo. a uh, category one at this point, so apparently it is working. Nice. Do you so, do you think Flow from Progressive took her scan tool to it? I, I think so. Yeah. I Just, mean, she's on the radio everywhere, on TV everywhere. Now she's in a damn hurricane. Maybe. She sponsored the damn hurricane, Justin. Yeah, there you go. Now, if we all could get hurricanes <laughs> at this point, in our hands to drink. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that none of us actually has a hurricane to drink. That would have been perfect. It would have been, but you know, it's five o'clock somewhere. It, it is five o'clock somewhere. Randy, by the way, did Penny enjoy a hurricane <laughs> sponsored by the by the Georgia Bulldogs, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a big fat no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> little, little little sandstorm for you, just for good measure. Yep, every time she looked at the score, she was like, oh, it's kind of close. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, I need a beer. Dude. Uh, I need another one. Uh, I need another one. Georgia laid the I lumber, bro. I can't watch bro. this game. Georgia laid the lumber, bro. It's going to be Georgia-Alabama again in that SEC championship, dude. That's... Well, depending Probably. on how Auburn does. Well, yeah. Georgia's got the East wrapped up. I mean, I love, I like my Kentucky guys, but they ain't beating Georgia. Dude, no chance. Would there be any furniture left in the state of Kentucky if they beat? You know what? I talked to my, I talked to my friends. It was actually pouring rain that night, so all they did was flip a few cars. (laughs) Oh, is that all? Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't burn couches because it was raining, so they just flipped a few cars. And actually. A kid's car who got flipped and messed up. They uh, a lot of kids got together and bought him a new one. So you know, wasn't that nice? That that was cool. I thought that was so. Really it awesome. went from it went from go fuck me to go fund me is really what happened right there, right? <laughs> 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 we're gonna we're gonna mess your we're gonna mess your stuff up and then we're gonna help you out. Hey, you know what, dude? Thirty-one years, like I'd never. I didn't watch the game in 86. I was six years old. I was watching freaking Transformers at that point. I didn't care. That was the first time in my life I've ever seen Kentucky football beat Florida football. That was awesome. That's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing. There there are some streaks that happen in sports where you're like, for real? That's one of those for real kind of things? Yeah. Pretty fantastic. 
1986, so, we're watching He-Man, bro. Transformers, <laughs> and Mark's not even born yet. I wasn't I even mean, born yet, exactly. <laughs> Mark, Mark, well, look, Mark, Mark was dreaming of the WNBA in in a womb somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? One day, one I'm one day bet on the WNBA. I've got to wait to be born so that I can fully appreciate the WNBA in my lifetime. Yes, he was. Mark was just holding out. <laughs> there you go. Now we know. Yeah. Oh. But it, it honestly, it was one of the coolest things, bro. Man, I was, I was texting Dude. with a couple of buddies from Kentucky, and we were just like, "Holy cow! I can't believe this is finally happening." Dude. I don't think you said "holy cow." No, it probably. No, not. I didn't. <laughs> Here. It's, holy shit! Like what the hell? Like it's finally happening. We're finally beating the fucking Gators. You know. <laughs> there we go. 1986, buddy. 80s. Think about what else was going on. Not just the Transformers, buddy. But freaking chariots of fire! Holy cow, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Last time you heard this bad boy. Old school. Dude. Retro. Vintage. Oh, and side note, not only did Kentucky take it. That's right. Not only did Kentucky take down Florida, the Kansas Jayhawks broke a 46-game road losing streak. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And... The one thing we haven't even mentioned yet, <laughs> Cleveland didn't lose. That's right. Is there what is this? What did they say? This was their best start since 2004. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's yeah. The factory of sadness for sure. I was dying when you showed me that. I was like, Dude, oh god, that's unbelievable. Like opening weekend, it's a tie. Best start in 14 years. Wow, that's, that sucks. Cle- that sucks for y'all. How Browns is it when Pittsburgh misses the field goal and they get the chance to win and they freaking get blocked? Oh, of I course. I mean, come on. Of course. That's so Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, they tied. They didn't lose. It, it, look, you, you, want, you want a Cleveland fun factoid? Yes. All right, here you go. go. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah, and honestly, if you want to throw that music back on, that'd be phenomenal. Okay, here we go. There it is. Chariots of fire. Chariots of fire. We can totally do that. Are you sure you don't want you don't want like I dreamed a dream? You want to stick with chariots of fire? Dude, it's it's we're talking about 1986 in Cleveland. I mean that sounds well, about I'm, right. Granted, the Brown. Down. Yeah. When did the, uh, was it the fumble? Was it Ernest Biner? Yeah, Biner fumbled and then Elway drove him what 98 yards or something. So this song is probably fitting for that. What movie was it? Was it Hot Tub Time Machine or something stupid where they where they went back and like Cleveland didn't lose that game? Yes. Or, or something. Was that what that? Yeah. That's crazy, by the way. Anyway, the side note, but um, all right. Fun factoid for Cleveland. And th- this is Brown's gonna Brown, buddy. Brown's gonna Brown. <laughs> okay. Fun factoid: Team records when they have a plus five turnover margin. Okay, not counting Cleveland, everyone else. One hundred and thirty and two and zero. Oh. All right, <clears throat> Cleveland with a plus five turnover margin. 
two and two and one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. Yeah, best start to... I looked at my notes. Best start to Browns have had since 2004. I just... I don't even know. That's incredible. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! We'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! Did you ever know you're gonna get Bill O'Reilly on top of Chariots of Fire? <laughs> it's a hot <laughs> remix. Here's this one. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's an interesting question in general about the Browns. Can they finally get more wins in Star Wars movies that have been at, than in the past couple years? Wow. I, I don't know. Uh, they play the Saints, so chances not looking good this week. <laughs> Although that defense, dude, it's like single ply toilet paper, man. It's pretty thin. <laughs> you never go with a single ply. <laughs> you don't go with the single ply, man. No, I have said this before. You don't go with the single. The, the ply. only you gotta time, go look, the only time you go with the single ply is when you're trying to massage your own prostate. Outside of that, you just. <laughs> <laughs> you just you can't. Can't do it. Can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. Speaking of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Forget click click boom. I think that well <laughs> click click boop. Yeah. Oh my lord. Oh. Well, my fart will go on by Neil Diamond. That was dedicated to you, Whitfield. <laughs> he does last some Neil Diamond. He, he does. Oh, say you'll wipe where? <laughs> what? I'm not quite sure what you just said there. I don't think you want to know. Instead of say you'll be there for the Spice Girls, it's say you'll wipe where for the single fly. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go with single ply, you might as well just buy the sandpaper and get it over with. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Oh. Just double up Is on that... single ply, you know, just... Use half the roll and be like, oh, that's enough. I just wiped brown? (laughs) 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 You know, maybe it's just time for the browns to wipe right. Oh, man. I just wiped brown. Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> oh, that, I'm laughing so hard that actually makes my stomach hurt, dude. Look at that, I just white brown. Take a shot. I just white brown. <laughs> I just white brown. <laughs> Look, single ply. Don't push it, buddy. Just don't. Don't do it. Can't don't, do it. Don't do it. Oh. oh. No, Tootsie. This is the most appropriate Tootsie roll ever. <laughs> oh. Oh. I can't believe it. Oh, no. I'm, I'm hurting. Oh, to the left, to the left, <laughs> to the right, to the right. <laughs> yes, yeah, slide. That's right. Wow, wow. Single ply, baby ply. Single ply, baby ply. <laughs> Woo! Oh dear God. Oh no! Oh. Don't dip. No, don't dip with single ply. It's rip, dangerous. Baby, rip. <laughs> rip. Just rip, baby, rip. Just rip, baby, rip. Yeah, I hurt right now. <laughs> Not just because of the single ply. <laughs> I hurt what do you think? Hit me with your best shit. Can we do that? Sure. No? Absolutely. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Oh, oh, I know for DSTAT. It's a white buy. On the other side of the street, I don't Alright, 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 alright. Boy, we certainly got off on a a lot of tangents there. Man. Yep, now my beer is empty. <laughs> so, that's how long we've been Wait, going on. Like, I, I drank I, my full beer, too. I know. Uh, how about, do you want to do a quick refill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just finish this I, thing? I, I, think, I think we need to do a, a quick pause and a quick break. And clearly, look, single ply, gentlemen. I can't go for that. It's just no, not. Can't do it. Can't, can't do it. Can't, can't do, do it. Okay? Can't do it. Although, can't go for it, that. Although... Yeah, although it made for a, a, a that was fun, that was fun. I I and I enjoyed that way more than I ever enjoyed single ply toilet paper. That's what she said. Yeah. No, no. Say, that, that hey, was look. Not what she said. Single ply, single ply. <laughs> Here you go. Please say you'll be there. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Yes, I square. Share a square, buddy. Share a square. Share a square. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much longer before we end up going full Whitfield on this? Because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Ugh. Are you telling me it's end of the road for single ply? It's okay. Yeah, it's it probably needs to be. Yeah. Hmm. It's the end of the road for um, segment one. Actually, we go full. Although full, it wasn't, we go fun full circle one. from Amber's boob to single ply toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Make them say, Ugh. <laughs> "That's true, man. That's true. That's true." All right, the single ply will make you do that. Yeah. <laughs> So clearly, if you got to shake off the dingleberries after the shingle ply, man, Rex and effects, baby, a little rum shaker. All right, look, let's take a quick break, refresh our beverages. It's nice to have an off the rails segment. That was, I enjoyed that. That was fun. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. We are the sports brew. I am the captain. We apparently are not sponsored by single ply toilet paper, and if we were, we sure as hell wouldn't be now. Um, <laughs> as always, you can find us on iTunes. Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody because I'm rusty and I haven't really thought about it very much in a while. My bad. And we're always looking for uh, new partnerships and co-branding and new opportunities. So if you think we're funny or you just think we're idiots, uh, but you laugh anyway, then uh, feel free to reach out and we'll add you to our list of uh, distribution doom. But uh, we're the sports. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back in just a momento. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back. We had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, take a little bit of a break, and recover from our single ply episode. Although, to be fair, Whitfield has uh, has sent us a message that he is awake. And so, you know, quite frankly, I was thinking, well, Whitfield, single ply, that's about accurate. And uh, let me see. Oh, like I, I totally picked the song, and then I moved it around, and I, I forgot where it was. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Womp, 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 I'm going to fail horn myself. I can't believe I did that. That's all right. I'm just going to, I'm going to drag it back over again since I lost it as I was scrolling up and down the playlist. Look, I'll, I'll give myself. Easy dragging it. Make sure there's <laughs> double play on the drag there. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> since we mentioned a fail horn, I had to fail horn myself. Go figure. But I was thinking since we had our single ply segment, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it without single ply for a white guy. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's hashtag, like, hashtag, that's so Whitfield. <laughs> single ply for a white guy. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Single ply, nice. single ply for a white guy. See, that serves me right, man. I totally drop it in the playlist, and then I was scrolling around looking for something else, and I lost it. Go, fi- go figure. What are you gonna do? If you could turn back time and just find that, man, bro, that'd be great. bro, like for real, like totally.
Thank you, Cher. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate. So that. should we should we take a vote? Should we what? add Whitfield to the podcast? Uh, is he actually like relevant? Y'all still recording? Question mark. I'm awake. I'm just gonna write no. <laughs> <laughs> new, 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 new phone. Who this? I mean, we're, we're second half of the podcast. Yeah, watch this. Watch this. Rogers new chat. Second half. Who this? <laughs> Who this? <laughs> wow. New, new chat. Who this? Oh, look, he's calling me now. Let me hang up on my on my watch. Hold on. Boop. <laughs> Call declined. <laughs> oh, you are such an asshole, but that's why we love you. <laughs> Say you'll be there. Say you'll be square. Single ply. Wipe right. No. No. <laughs> Whit- Look, Whitfield is the single ply of the sports brew. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does catch a lot of shit. <laughs> I didn't think single ply caught a lot of shit there. No, it, it doesn't. <laughs> Look. That's the final. Great. That's the final count, Brown. That's what that is. <laughs> oh my gosh! Woo, dude, that's just nasty. <sighs> it just won't die. No, it, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm feeling inspired we'll go back to we'll go back, we'll go back to chariots of fire my gosh my goodness all right all right all right um all kidding aside all kidding aside we'll see we'll see what's up with woodfield maybe he'll pop in maybe you want but that's also what she said um <laughs> <laughs> He just sent me. I think that's an Arnold's no. He just sent me. He just sent me a message that said, "Dick." Come on, man, get him in here for a couple minutes. For a couple minutes? Oh, then you can pull him. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Should I call Skype or call mobile? Skype them. All right, we'll give him, we'll give him a, give him a shot here. <laughs> might not answer. Might not. There he is. Did he answer? Yeah. Oh, look, he's look. Weed. He's he's <laughs> he's a lot. Are you going medicinal? Yes, I'm going medicinal. Hey, so I just want to know. I just want to know, man. Are you rocking? Are, are you rocking the single plot tonight? The what? <laughs> is that is that your jail cell behind you? <laughs> what did you What did you do this? Uh... 
Hey, look. Hey, look. Hey, look. Hey, look. Single plot for, single plot for a white guy. What up, bro? You have no idea what you just got. You just walked into. No, I have no idea. Yeah, you don't want to know. You don't know. <laughs> click, click, poop, Whitfield. Click, click, poop. All right, Whitfield. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, T- serious tell us about your boy in the second half. Serious question, serious question, serious question. Because, look, we have to be realistic. As we're, you know, goofing around and being silly on a couple of things, um, one of the biggest takeaways from week one has to be uh, Aaron Rodgers getting carted off and then coming back out and just lighten the bears up in the second half. Okay. <laughs> that and clearly we need to use, we clearly need to be sponsored by single ply toilet paper. Um but that's one of the biggest takeaways of week 1. It, it just it, impressions and that game was ridiculous cuz the bears looked like they were kicking their ass all over the field. Khalil Mack was ridiculous. The, the strip sack, the a pick six. Uh I mean yeah, they paid a heavy price to bring him to Chicago, but man, what a what a at least in the first half, what what an improvement, what a deal for that defense. But you know you have to remember historically, all right, historically Chicago the Bears have a good D, and it's a matter of can the offense carry their fair share. I think it's a lot of it's a lot to ask of Trubisky at this point in his career. Um, so Khalil Mack certainly a valuable addition, and Lord knows Oakland could have used Khalil Mack the other night, no doubt about that. Um, but just the, the, uh, the classic tale of two halves, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, obviously gets knocked out with a knee injury, comes back in the second half to lead the Packers to just what I thought was a ridiculous comeback. I had people messaging me, by the way, going, what the hell? <laughs> What's going on, man? And I'm like, dude, this game sucks. <laughs> this game sucks. I'm not live in this game sucks. What is going on? Um, but for him to for him to rock three touchdown passes in the second half for the Packers to rally back, essentially from twenty twenty to zero, dude, they were down twenty points to go ahead and win that game. I, was just incredible. Keep keep this in mind. In the second half, Aaron Rodgers was seventeen to twenty three for two hundred seventy three yards, three touchdowns, and a hundred fifty two point seven quarterback rating. We can talk about the Kyle Fuller interception whiff. That's fine. We can we can cherry pick some things that you can argue about. But Aaron Rodgers was ridiculous, ridiculous. I don't know how many pain pills he popped. I don't know how many shots he got. <laughs> the the sideline interviews where his eyes like bugged out. I mean, that was like was it Rache Caldwell? Because I messed up that guy's name last time. Wasn't it old bug eyes Caldwell? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looked like he was like his eyes were like like saucered, man. He looked crazy, um, but but that really was an incredible, incredible comeback. Granted, I'm a Packers, you know, I, I pull for the Packers, but I try to be relatively relatively neutral when it comes to the podcast. Try, not always successful, but try. Um, but that that was obscene. That was completely obscene. So Whitfield, um, you have a window of opportunity here since you're awake, sir. Um, mm-hmm. in single ply land, uh, let's see if you can give us a single good take. <laughs> Share a square, Whitfield. Share a square. What do you got as far as Packers Bears? Well, I'm just reinforces the fact I cannot stand the fact that Khalil Mack is in the NFC North right now. I mean, Kinda that gross. guy is just a force of nature. He's ridiculous. I mean, comes in one play, strip sack. Next play, pick six, 
And I wasn't a big believer in them bringing out Deshaun Kaiser anyway. Right. I was like, I mean, you pretty much traded the same quarterback for the um, same quarterback, but you got rid of Demarius Randall. That made no sense to me. Uh, the kid, uh, the third stringer Boyle, I think it might be a better option if Aaron can't go this Sunday. But it just reinforces why he's um, Aaron's probably the best quarterback in the league. Name one quarterback in this that league, maybe Breeze, that could have pulled that comeback off. Well, I mean, it was a phenomenal second half. You know, the hype train, the week one overreaction hype train is going to be glorious for that. And he deserves credit for it, right? You also have to understand that, you know, uh, Khalil Mack didn't really have a full training camp. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I it, know, and that's it, scary. Right. It looked like the Bears defense ran out of gas. Now, granted, with Rodgers, once he got back in, I mean, it felt like they really went up-tempo, and they just they knew they were going to get him gassed. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference between having, say, Kaiser, who obviously isn't on anywhere near the same level as Aaron Rodgers is, but the dynamic of that changed. And some of that is has to be the classic, you know, our guy gets hurt, he comes back out, yay, everybody gets into it, we rally up and we roll. But he, he was so ridiculously on point. He was so ridiculously on point. Um, I, look, as far as week one, the only other person you can have a reasonable conversation about having a you know a game that was just obscene is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Their situation oh, was yeah. different. Fitzpatrick's game was just incredible for him. But I think for what that meant in the context of what it means for the Packers, granted it's a long season, it's just week one, um, but to come back and get that W in that moment, I don't know what the long-term cost is going to be of that injury or issue for Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. That was incredible. That that was an incredible game to watch. Incredible. Well, it was crazy because it's like the first half. If you looked at the center of the pocket, mm-hmm. they were just getting pressure, 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 pressure. And it's like the second half. It was and after next, um, he got they were getting nothing up the middle, nothing, and that was allowing him to um, move around a little bit. And there was one that one play that uh, passed to Randall Cobb when he rolled. And mm-hmm. he finally put that left foot down, and and you could just you you could just tell because it buckled a little bit, but it, it just goes. He if he went, let's just say Aaron Rodgers went a la Favre back in the day, which is playing through pain, playing with yeah. adrenaline, and, and I mean it makes him, the story of Aaron Rodgers and his aura and his just. Overall, that's the word I'm looking for. Well, look, uh, we, legend. That, that's a that, legend. that that's one yeah, of those things. Yeah, that's one of those things that when you look back on somebody's career, you remember certain things. And I mean, I think you all know. Um, and for anybody that listens to the podcast that doesn't, you know, Favre is one of my is arguably my favorite all time player. Right? He just is. There's a lot of reasons for that. And there are certain things that I just remember. You know what I mean? Like. The game after his father passed. You know what I mean? Oh like that's God. a game. We watched that together. Yeah. I mean, Remember that, Justin, we watched oh, that. Hell yeah! You know th- that game was so ridiculous. And there's certain there's certain games and certain moments that no matter and what, of all people, John Madden called that yeah, game, which was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Madden. Not Frank Caliendo calling as John Madden, but it's right. John Madden. And sorry, but there are certain games that. You know, long after somebody is retired, you will remember that mm-hmm. kind of that kind of thing. And this this is a game. This game against Chicago, 
to get hurt, to go out, to come back, to lead that kind of comeback, that's a legacy game, right? Yeah. He already has a, a tremendous body of work. You can criticize the team's success. They haven't, you know, they haven't got another ring. There's, there's things you can certainly be, and it's fair criticism. But when you're talking about him as a player and what he's accomplished, he's got a very rich body of work. This is a legacy game. To get hurt, to come back, to do that in that moment, people will remember that. Long, long after he's retired, they will remember his, you know what I mean, him coming back in and him leading that comeback against the Bears. That, that's I mean, it was one crazy. that will stick. I dozed off. I dozed off right at like... Right, um, last thing I heard before the um before my before I just went into um, sleepy mode was they uh they um Al Michael was saying he was coming out of the coming out and I'm like yeah just to watch and then I <laughs> went to the bathroom and he's playing and this is probably about beginning of the fourth quarter I'm like what so uh, it was just it was you know I'm like you far as my all-time favorite court player, but and as far as quarterback, man, Aaron's pushing him. I, I'll always well, love Brett. You have you have some recency Aaron's bias. Yeah, you, you do yeah. have some recency bias, but you know, look, I mean, realistic, realistically, it's a pretty unique situation to follow up a Hall of Famer with another Hall of Famer, right? I mean, it's really weird. By the way, Shannon, I, it's odd to think that Andrew Luck is twenty-nine. <clears throat> by the way. <clears throat> I don't, Dude. I don't, I don't think of him being that age. It's weird. So it, it's funny because our very first podcast we talked about the 2012 draft of Andrew yep. Luck and Robert Griffin the yep. third. Oof. Yep. And it is now 2018. Mm-hmm. This is our seventh season of NFL football. That's pretty We're in year six. That that to to me, I mean, that just that says it all. It's crazy. I didn't realize that Luck was just that much you know, older than me, like just barely. Look, Caucasian Cougar. Twenty years older. Than Look, Caucasian Cougar. Slow your roll, bro. <laughs> Slow your roll, bro. <laughs> oh lord. Slow your roll, man. Um, no, it's we, it's we've weird. unleashed a new animal tonight. Yeah, the Caucasian Cougar. <laughs> Destat the Caucasian Cougar. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh my god! I, I should contact my buddy that did uh, the Walking Dead and have him do the Caucasian Cougar for D Staff. I'm feeling it, dude. I'm feeling it. Uh, like, that, that deserves a spinoff on Netflix, right? I'm in. <laughs> or Hulu. I mean, I, look, I know the two guys that created the Walking Dead, so I can contact them and see if I can, <laughs> if we can make that happen. D Staff. Hey, hey guys. We're going to pitch a show to you. Just hear me out. The Caucasian <laughs> Cougar. Why am I blocked? <laughs> Why did they defriend me? <laughs> and wait, wait, wait. His special power is farting and walking away. That's right. <laughs> he comes equipped with single-ply toilet paper. Life is good. <laughs> and a beer. <laughs> hey, Mark, serious question for you. Serious question. So, um, you know, usually when sports we talk about hecklers. Well, with Eric Trump <laughs> dropping that line on Bob Woodward, can we call him a Sheckler? <laughs> I'm asking, like asking, I'm, I'm, asking yeah. for a friend. Yeah. 
I, got, I can work with that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, sing, <laughs> single ply, single ply, man, single ply. My gosh. Where do we go from there? Okay, uh, actually, you know what? I, I, I know, I know, I know. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Because we have a few more games to talk about, and I know, Mark, you got to ripcord out in a minute, uh, in a yeah. few minutes, but lots of things we hadn't gotten to yet, but big takeaways or big impressions or storylines from your perspective for the early, you know, it, yeah, it's week one, but really the early part of the NFL season. Sucking in those games, soaking that up, enjoying the moment. What do you take away from the the overall weekend and body of work for the NFL for week one? Two or three key things. We go first, Shannon. I I thought he was asking you first. I was oh. I was asking Mark first because I know okay. he's got, oh, he's oh, got a report okay. out. So Excellent. if you're not um, prepared to answer, look. If no, you're, no, no, no. I know, I know, I am. I am. Um, okay. But, <laughs> ahead, no, no, I, def- I definitely am. Um, okay. Like 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 you. I mean, like we'd all say. I mean, obviously, uh, overreaction is going to be you know the name of the game of for, for a lot of people. Of course. Um, you know, I, uh, I I've said you know in terms of non-giant storylines, I've really been excited to see the 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 Houston offense this year and. Wasn't that great? Lamar Miller had a pretty good day, uh, but but Watson and Hopkins just weren't quite on the same page. Uh, but that's one that I absolutely would put in the category of slow your roll. Definitely uh, like 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 Rogers, relax. Um, there's 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 definitely no reason to panic. I, I think uh, I mean Watson's coming off an injury. Uh, when he got the ball to Hopkins, Hopkins, Hopkins did his usual thing. They just they, they weren't quite on the same page, and and right. and, and uh, Watson looked a little rusty. Rusty. Uh, if it continues into you know week two and week three, you know summer leap, then maybe you have some concern. But I, I just don't see that happening. Um, I'll, I'll give him. A, I'm willing to give uh, Watson a mulligan for week one. I did like, by the way, I did like that in the post game. He was he was very straightforward, and he was like, I think it was ter- he was talking about the game. I think it was terrible on my part. I just feel like you got to put the L on me. You know what I mean? Um, right. For a young guy that that that's taking ownership of a lot of things, and he didn't I have agree. a great game. But that's a really big ask for a year two quarterback, where teams now have a, you know a period of time to adjust to him, to, to study, to prep specifically for things that he does well, to go into New England. And that's it, a tough and, ask. I mean, that, that's, that's a that, tough ask of Drew Brees. Right. Exactly. That's a big ask. So I don't. Um, and who was out? One of his wide receivers was out. Uh, uh, Fuller. 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 Yeah. 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 Will yeah, yeah, Fuller. Yeah. Will Fuller. So I, I'm not going to hate on him for that. I mean, that, that's a big deal, and I think I think New England coming off coming off the ACL, dude. Right. I mean, well, there's there's him coming off the ACL, and then New England coming off the Super Bowl loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where there's some salt in the wound, and his I mean, recent history, New England has beaten the brakes out of Houston. <laughs> you yeah, know yes. what I mean? So New New, New, New England's D, I think they they might be a little bit better than we thought. Right. Um, I, I don't know. So yeah, it was, it was a very tough ask, and and, and yeah, they, they, they had a some big decent ask. moments. So had some moments. Let's, let's, let's yeah, let, let's see, pump see, the see what comes next. Uh, pump the Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh was obviously a super strange one in terms of you know barely barely getting the you know draw and getting the tie against <laughs> Cleveland. Um, what a game by James Conner. That was awesome. Um, uh, what a game for TJ Watts. Right. So, I mean, certainly some things to, 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 to feel good about. But, yes, you know, absolutely. Roethlisberger with, with four picks. Um, and, and just, I mean, it's a road game, but come on. You, you, you can't feel good about, you know, tying Cleveland in game one. 
Uh, yes, you're without without Bell, but I mean Connor. I mean, how could you possibly get anything more out of Connor? I mean, um, so a uh, little bit of head scratcher there, and uh, then then of course just baffling to me about the Saints. I mean, just I, I thought their defense had really come together a lot more over, over the last you know couple of years, and to I mean as we're saying, I mean yes, Fitzpatrick deserves kudos for what he did. But are we really ready to you know, claim that you know, Fitzpatrick is you know, one of the most you know, one of the best QBs in, in the land? I, I oh, tend to of course doubt. not. It was an incredible um, game. Yeah, but but, but uh, just how the Saints could have been that bad on, on defense, just just baffling, dude. So, All on it. Look, man. Look. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, come on, video. I wanted a good come on down. I gotta find Bob. I no, it's Rod Roddy. I, I need a I need a I need a Rod Roddy. Hold on, hold on. Rod Roddy on the Price is Right. Here we go. Here we go. I I love your applause, but on the other hand, with all that applause, you won't be able to hear the name of our next player. Now I'm looking over here, and I see green. I see yellow. I see blue, yes. and I see white. That must be Rod Roddy. Yeah. It's me? It is. Yes. Who's our player? Well, let's see. How would you feel if I called down Luann Lyons? I think we need Ryan Fitzpatrick. Come on down. <laughs> Come on down. Dude, that chick, that chick is so 80s, man. She not only has permed hair, she's got like Zubas on. That is one of the most scary, ridiculous-looking videos I've seen in in a while. Good gracious! Whoa! Was she wearing those the last time Kentucky beat Florida before t- last weekend? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I I think she was legitimately wearing those. That that feels like an '86er. You know what I'm saying? We should have brought um, it. Like the very first. <laughs> uh, if I can, I'll, I'll wrap up real quick by saying um, I think that uh, give your give your skins skins credit. Yeah, the Cardinals may be dump, dumpster fire, but they might be. You, you play the schedule you got, and uh, I feel like you, you know, any skins fan definitely should feel pretty good overall with what they saw. Um, Peterson did 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 just fine, and uh, uh, they did what they needed to do. I mean, they did, they definitely didn't you know leave any wiggle room or any you know, nope. chance. I mean, they they dominated from start to finish. So. Um, so kudos them for that, and uh, yeah. just on a, on a personal note that I, I had said uh, going into the season, I definitely had high hopes and a lot of interest in what KC was going to look like. Man, that offense is – the defense may not be the most impressive, they're, they're, but they're, I don't think they're bad. But that offense with you know Mahomes, Hunt, and Hill, that could be scary. Bro, Mahomes has an absolute cannon. He can just launch it and launch it. It's, it's amazing yeah. to watch and with the fastest receiver in the league, oh, man, that's going to be fun. No, there were some moments in that game, and, oh, now, granted, <laughs> you know, the Chargers have a way of completely disappointing everybody, um, <laughs> especially early in the season. That's their Chargers deal, gonna, man. Chargers going to charge. Chargers going to charge, right? Rivers um, and Rivers. <laughs> Rage well, face, baby. Yeah, well, Riv- dude, Rivers was 34-51 for 424 yards, three touchdowns and one pick, and they lose. 38-28. But some of the highlights, it, you know, if that's a game that you saw like start to finish, that's one thing. But just just even watching highlights of that game, and a couple of those touchdowns were really short for Mahomes. But some of the throws that he made, 
some of the throws he made on the run, some of the throws he made on the move, that guy has incredible, uh, not only just an incredibly quick release, but his velocity, you know what I mean? When when he chucks that thing, hit the velocity on that ball is completely ridiculous. You said it looks like it looks like video game stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It looks yeah. like somebody was like, let me put arm strength up to, like, 100. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, and, again, it's one game. The Chargers didn't have Joey Bosa. We get all that. But, I, I you know, I thought I was I was ready for some turnovers. And, sure. dude, he didn't have that. That wasn't a big thing. And, and some of the moments, um, some of the plays where he hit, there was one uh, where Mahomes totally rocked the cannon. He hit Tyreek Hill with just a complete bullet that that was like a that was a 58 yard touchdown just filthy i think that was i mean and and and, i mean what i think kelsey had one or two catches i mean Mm -hmm. when you're getting that kind of offensive production you're not even using travis kelsey i mean i'm sure kelsey's gonna get involved oh Uh, of course two 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 skilled nuts but yeah you don't use kelsey and you still have that kind of game on offense man and i I mean of course i mean hill is just so much fun to watch uh, gotta love me for first punt return of the season of the, of the season. Yep. Touchdown. Side note: <laughs> did, mean, you, <laughs> did you know that that was his twelfth career touchdown of at least fifty yards? That's, that's insane. And it's and again, his rookie season was twenty sixteen. Okay, he's got eight <laughs> more than he's got eight more than anybody else since that year. I mean, just <laughs> it's just, just filthy. It's just that's filthy. A scary stuff. Yeah. yeah, that is scary. Absolutely filthy, but. Some of Mahomes' highlights, I mean, they're they're just ridiculous, man. I mean, that that guy has a a fantastic arm, and I'd completely forgotten that his dad pitched. He was in the yep. majors, dude. I totally oh, forgot wow. that. Yeah, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I don't Who know. Play for uh, Minnesota. I think he was a Met at one point. Colorado. Yeah. Um, can't remember some of the other teams. I think he's been like five or six different teams. Yeah, I, I recognize mean, the name. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Um, but you know, I, where, where, where to place them, uh, come playoff time or in the season. I, I don't know, but they're going to be fun to watch. That, that's, yeah. that's the main thing I'm thinking of. With, with the speed that they have, with the speed that they have in certain skill positions and a guy that's got an arm like that and can release, you know what I mean? That can be accurate on the run and fire that. I don't know who's making all that noise, man, but you got to chill that's, that that's out. That's Whitfield. <laughs> Whitfield. If you're going to do that, you might as well just rip court out and say, peace out, dude. With an arm like that, to be on the run and make throws like that, uh, yeah, as teams get some more film, tape, whatever, and prep for him right. specifically, the thing is, when you can throw like that, you know what I mean? You can't defend those kind of throws readily. Not it, it, It's one thing to be in the right position, but if somebody has that kind of release time and that kind of velocity and accuracy on the ball, if he can maintain that, you yeah. might you might get him every once in a while, but it, it's, it's so difficult to you know to get ahead of get a, get ahead of a throw like that right especially and, and, and i mean obviously with and with a run runner running back like, yeah. like hunt and and i mean it's obviously hill, hill can be used in oh, any yeah. capacity certainly in the running game as well you, you can't you can't just you know try to guard for you know pass or run against them you, you've got to stay balanced but they they can attack you in so many ways yeah so they're gonna defensive, be a fun watch defensive coordinators are gonna be scared against yeah. them it's it's gonna be interesting to watch how teams try to try to figure them out mm-hmm 
they're going to be a fun watch. But you can absolutely see, and this is not a knock against Alex Smith, but you can absolutely see why they were so ready. Oh. To, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. If if that's what's in, if that's what Andy Reid saw and Andy Reid knew, he he had to do it to go into right. year two. You go. You know what, Alex? Thanks for the time. I wish you the best. We we got to go with this guy. So Smith, Smith, yeah. Smith, Smith is a damn good talent, and I he really is. do think he's going to do good things for the Skins. But it's a it's a whole different skill set that Mahomes right. brings. That's not a lot of other guys ever Mm-mm. can bring, bring the kind of stuff that he's bringing. So no, he's he's a rookie. He's gonna he's gonna falter essentially. But but it's it's, it's going to be a fun season to watch. Mm-mm. He's got an arm like Favre. Well, people that have that kind of arm talent, yeah. that's a small group. So yeah. you know, like I like I can I still remember Jeff George, but Jeff George was an asshole. But he had one of the most. <laughs> I mean, he was. Yeah. Shannon knows that well. Yeah, but he yeah. had he had one of the most incredible arm. He had what? I mean, oh, yeah. that guy yeah. was obscenely ridiculous. It's just he was a he was an unlikable dickhead. You know what I mean? And that was that was his own fault. He was a bad teammate. He was he was not he was, he just wasn't likable. So you know, I mean, he wasn't. Got Shady tripped up. Like I, I swear to you, I remember a play with him with the Redskins where they just essentially let everybody beat the shit out of him. You know what I mean? And it was like, what is going on? Oh, it's Jeff George. Fuck that guy. I mean, that's what essentially what they did. They were like, that makes sense. Yeah, they were like, screw him. Just go ahead and sack that dude. Teabag that guy. Be like Peyton Manning at Teabag of C, Tennessee. Just go ahead and drop your nuts on his face. I mean, it was like an FPS in Madden. It was ridiculous. Um, they, they, they just let people beat the crap out of that dude. It was a strange thing. Um, but, you know, that guy, I, like, I remember his arm was so obscenely I – mean, he had such a great arm. Uh, but, you yeah. know, you think of people like Michael Vick had an incredible arm. Brett Favre had an incredible, and there are some guys that are in the league that you're like, how on earth do you make that throw? The, the flick, 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 flick of the wrist and it yeah, goes sixty yards. A flick I mean. of the wrist, and and they can they can just throw it on a rope, not just twenty yards or thirty yards, but they can hammer that. They, I mean, they can just, as ESPN would say, they can spin the ball. I mean, they <laughs> could they can get that thing down there fifty, sixty yards on a yeah. rope on target on point. You know, Dan, Danny Werfel, he is not. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you got a guy, a guy like guy like Hill. I mean, Hill can chase anything yeah. down. I mean, what, that, that, that's was it that's Hill, why this could be so lethal. Was it Hill that went up and 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 gr- made a great catch and landed on his head? Wasn't that Hill? I mean, he came back in a game, but wasn't that? Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think I think it was. But that I mean, to, to have skill position players like they have in, Ken- in Kelsey Hill Hunt for a guy to have a ho- just an absolute hose like that, dude. Yeah. Good God, man. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, honestly, look around the league. I mean, yeah. I mean, not, I mean, not, and I'm not, it's not just name recognition. It's the, the skill. I mean, I don't know of uh, other offenses that I think of that could be that intimidating, really. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that the only good offense, of course, but I'm just saying those, I mean, yeah, Kelsey, Hill, mm-hmm. Hunt, and Mahomes. I mean, that's, I, I don't know. If I can't, I can't think of a whole lot of other foursomes that, you know, well, you know, I would imagine Reed will put him in position to be successful, and it's a matter of execution. And and obviously, yeah. as as a year two quarterback, there's going to be some lumps in there. There just will be. His arm yeah. talent will let him get past some of that until teams really kind of figure that out. And to be right. fair, you know, some of the slowdown Kansas City had last year, um, there, there's multiple reasons for that. I will be very curious to see once we get about a month into the season with Mahomes as a starter – how teams deal with him and their and their skill position players, but I would like to think 
that his arm talent with Reed putting him in position to succeed. And, you know, you can knock Andy Reed for a lot of things, but that's a guy that knows how to put their, his quarterbacks in good spots. He knows yeah. how to do that. If, no, you don't ex- if you don't execute, that, a, little, a bit of that's on you. But he knows how to put quarterbacks in good positions to succeed for what they're good at. You know what I mean? I think Kansas City is going to be fascinating. I don't know how their season will play out, but I think given their talent and certain skill positions, given Mahomes' arm, they're going to be a fun. They're going to be a fun watch. Oh yeah, I mean, as we said going into the segment, and as we said all night, it's one week. We 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 know, we know to you know you can't know, you, you can't go, go, go too too far you know positive or negative after after one week. Some teams that dominated week one will you know completely shit the bed in week two. And here's looking at you, Baltimore. <laughs> exactly, they already started off strong. Uh, I think you know we we got a very quick answer as to who the worst team in the NFL is on Sunday. Buffalo, um, poor 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 Buffalo. But <laughs> Buffalo. I also I also felt pretty <laughs> pretty decent about Cincy's chances tonight to show people Baltimore is not quite as good as you think they are after destroying the Bills. Let's let's pump the brakes on thinking about Baltimore is yeah. really good. They've got some pieces, but they've also got a lot of holes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, well, so, so, you is know, that, wait a I, second, again, wait a I'll, second. You, is that a, you know that's what, what he said? <laughs> that might be. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what, D-Stat? Mm-hmm. I, I had Buffalo in my notes as fail of the week. <laughs> and then Monday in the Tuesday, oh, God. I said, Detroit <laughs> dot dot hold my beer, dude. Accurate. accurate. That, was, uh, that, that was that was that was embarrassing. That that's that was, uh, that was atrocious. I mean, I, I thought that the Jets Jets would be hungry, and I expected them to be better under Darnold. I, I I knew very little of what to expect out of their defense, and I, and and they deserve plenty of credit. They absolutely do, but. Mm. Oh my goodness, Detroit! Todd that, Bowles that's... is a hell of a coach, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> Todd Bowles he, is a good he, guy. I, 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 like, I like him. Yeah. The Jet, Jets, I mean, uh, it's, it's not the most talent in the world, but he, no. he's getting the most out of those players. I thought that was that was huge when uh, and then the announcers um, – and then, God, the announcers for that game were so annoying. I forget – I always forget the – Dude, ESPN is going to just suck balls for coverage this year. <laughs> you definitely said balls. Um, <laughs> oh, I did. Maybe. But, but, but yeah, I, was, I forget who the woman was, but I just felt like she was so loud and not enjoyable. Keep it real with me, because I ain't for no games. You said balls. And yes, Tawana told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I know she did. But, I know. But, but, but I was going to say, uh, let me, if you don't mind, let me just finish up one, one yeah, quick thought. Yeah, um, finish up a thought. They, 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 kept, they kept on saying, um, God, I'm terrible. There's someone who can, can help me out that um, uh, they needed to get their star receiver the ball. I keep forgetting his name um, on the Jets. Uh, Robbie Anderson? Yes, they, they, then because Anderson had not gotten involved, and then they got that touchdown right before halftime. It was just a beautiful ball to him from, from Darnold. It was his first, first touchdown um, in the pros, and, I mean, it was just a gorgeous throw and a great catch by Anderson to get a little space behind the guy, and I feel like that really catapulted them. Like, that was uh, – I mean, obviously, they, they destroyed them in the second half. I realized what I'm saying. It, it felt like they needed a, a boost, and they really got it there. It was a, just a great ball from Darnold. He's he's he showed me some good stuff. Now Detroit, you know, they obviously fit fit fit, fit in the land of uh, shitting the bed in week one. 
Um, <laughs> horrendously. So, I mean, there's no dude, excuse yeah, for, dude, for them. I, I don't know what to expect going forward from them. Uh, I hope they don't embarrass themselves like that all season. But, uh, but, but good, good on, good on the Jets. Good on Darnold. Uh, I was impressed. Well, you know, for for Darnold to come out and open the game with essentially open the game with a freaking pick six. <laughs> pick six. That, yeah. That, that's tough on a rookie. Bounce back <laughs> that's that, tough. And he, and he, and he, he, he did. So I, I that's tough. You know what, though? That. That, you know, and that tells me that he has a short memory, and that's what yep. you need. Exactly. And, and, that, and that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, I, I effed up. Oh, well. Let me go get let me get after yeah. it again. And, that, yep. and that's what you need out of a any quarterback, to be honest with you, in this league. Yeah. You have to have, a, to have a short memory. Dude, he's and you 21. He's 21. He's the youngest yeah. quarterback to start a season opener since 1970. Wow, I can believe it. I mean, yeah. I mean, but, yes, it's that's first, pretty first, tremendous. First quarter, first quarter, game, games far from over. You got, you got to have that short memory, and mm-hmm. so good, good on him for put for putting behind him, and and uh, and that's respect right there. You know, yeah. respect yeah. for uh, maintaining your composure and uh, you know not losing yourself. No, absolutely. Um, Real quick, D stack because I know you're about ready to record. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on David Wright. Uh, last start coming up in a couple uh, weeks. Oh, a little, yeah, little, I'll, little I'll, Mets I'll, action. I'll, 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 Mets I'll action. give mine, and I'm sure the other Mets guys can say some stuff. Um, I could happily talk for 30 minutes, but uh, maybe I'll say that for another podcast or, or my own blog. Um, your own blog. <laughs> yeah, just for real quick, um, man. What you got? Uh, no, 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 of course. Um, but but no, I'm getting aside. Um, I get really frustrated at times because I feel like there's a lot of Mets fans on the internet with short memories. You talk a lot of a lot of shit about rights and say a lot of negative stuff um, during the lean years where the Mets have been really rough, which is, is a lot of the last many years. Um, without right, they would have been so much worse. I'm not going to try to recite the stats, but there's some pretty you can easily find stats on what what right did. And honestly, oh, I think yeah. if, the, if the team had had I, I've always felt like he's he's a great he's he's a star, but I don't never know that he was necessarily meant to be like the superstar. And I think if he had had some more help around him, he could have been even more impressive. But for what he had around him, he was amazing, and he is an absolute class act. I I can uh, say I got I got to meet the guy once at a charity event in Norfolk that my, my wife and her mom uh, helped get me to, and he was so incredibly nice. And actually got to stand and talk to him for about five minutes, and he was just. So humble and friendly and awesome. Um, I, it's yeah, so many people to talk about because I mean the main. I mean, he's had multiple injuries that have kept him out, and he's now quitting because or retiring because he's he's got spinal stenosis. When mm. people with spinal, spinal stenosis talk about like bending over the waist is killer pain. Like the idea that he's battled so hard to try to get back on the field, and and I'm glad they're you know he's going to get back out there for. One final game on September 29th. I absolutely will be turning in. I guarantee I'll be crying, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people will be. Mm. Um, but uh, so much respect, and uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll have more thoughts later. But uh, it's it's sad. It was really sad to hear. But I I, I wouldn't want him to suffer the rest of his life. No, right. Go, go, go and, out on his own own terms. And to that point, Mark, I was uh, looking on Twitter today, and I, he was the top trending uh, guy sure. on there. And several, several journalists over the years, whether it be Virginia Beach or mm-hmm. New York, had said, you know, whether they got fired or moved on to a, you know, a bigger career, said he called them personally 
to wish them the best. And they were just just dumbfounded that a professional athlete would seek them out personally to wish them well. And every everything I have seen about this guy has been positive and that he's been just the best role model uh, the best athlete that he could be. And it just, it just speaks volumes when you have the press saying that about you. Oh, you're out. You're out. You're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I, I feel like when I, I hear the stuff that I want to hear and, and see, you know, people who don't have, you know, the short, short, dumb memories or, you know, uh, short sighted stuff. That's, you know, so many stories about, you know, after games where everybody else has left the field and everybody else has gone to be with their family and wives and girlfriends. He would always be out there, you know, signing any autographs, meet and greeting, you know, as, as long as it took, he would, you know, next to never turn anybody away. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, I don't, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to hear too many po- negative stories about his personality. Um, you know, sports opinions, everybody's inside of their opinion and thinking that the Mets, you know, uh, kept him on for too long with injuries and should have got rid of him a long time ago. Yeah, that's, you know, everybody's inside of their opinion, but, um, I, nobody can chip question how hard that guy tried to get back onto the field. Uh, when he came back, came back from his last major injury. I love this first game back. He hit a, hit a home run. I, I really hope there might be one, at least one really memorable moment when he plays his final game. Uh, City Field is going to be. <laughs> it's a lot of tears, and it's it's really going to be. It better be sold out. That's all. Oh, I, get I, to say. I guarantee. I mean, how how lucky are the people that already got tickets? I mean, I'm sure you know any tickets that are remaining are going to be skyrocketed prices. And and but it, yeah, I, I think that's a very safe bet. Is we'll we'll see a sold out game and. Hopefully he has one at least one great moment, but uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing it up, and it's 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 going to be real sad to see him go, but uh, but yeah, I, I I totally get it. I think uh, we probably all all Mets fans kind of knew it was coming. Um, he's been trying so hard, and I, I'd love to see him be able to play again. But I mean, God, everything I, I'm I'm not an expert on spinal stenosis, but everything that I've known about it is it's it's awful. And it's, again, pe- people 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 yeah. struggle just living with it. It's a horrible yeah disease. Shane, but trying to play baseball with it. Uh, is, isn't that what Cooper Manning had? I think so. I, I think, think so. so. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might it's be wrong. Tough. I mean, I'm doing that off the top of my head, but we might as well look that up. Go ahead, Shannon. I was going to say that's it. with that. That's just tough if it's if that's what it is because it's just. I mean. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Cooper Manning had spinal stenosis. Yeah, narrowing I mean, narrowing of the spine and pinching of the nerves, and that was the end ugh. of his yeah. And that just sounds freaking uh, painful. Oh, it it sounds awful, point. doesn't it? Horrible. It does. I mean, that's that's just the latest. I mean, obviously he had other injuries that right. took him away from the team uh, before this, but um, yeah, I, I, I he was he probably was and likely will always be my favorite favorite man. I mean, I loved Strawberry and Gooden back in the day, but ever since you know. Right, was a part of the team. He he, he definitely was uh, was my favorite. I mean, uh, anybody who wants one amazing highlight, look up his one-handed catch where he uh, ran into the outfield and you know behind basically behind his head, one-handed catch. One of the most ridiculous defensive plays I've ever seen. I mean, he was you know phenomenal defender. Um, I, I've seen him and him and Reyes out there for one more game. That's going to be kind of crazy to see. Um, but because uh, they were they were good friends for a long long time. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe, maybe uh, they can uh, turn two uh, one last time. <laughs> that would be tremendous. I, I hope so. Uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun. It's gonna be super fun and but bittersweet to watch. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm sad to see it, but I totally understand it. So I uh, I certainly hope hope it's a I, great game for him. And I, I know I want I didn't didn't watch. I know he had a press conference today, which I understand was right. Once again, of course, understandably filled with a lot of tears from him and other people. Yeah, but. Um, uh, I mean, he 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 lived baseball, so I mean, I I, I know this is super hard for him, of course. And, and props to the Mets for mm-hmm. just understanding the situation and giving this guy just one last shot to 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 be in the lineup. I I, I look, I, I get it that you're out of it and you want to get guys up to check them out, but you got to pay homage to the guys that got you to this point. Well. I'm sorry, but to give that guy just one last uh, start uh, for the fans, I, I think it's just awesome that they're doing this. Um, go ahead, D-Stat. Yes, oh, I was just really quick to say, I mean, yeah, for, for, well, for what it's worth, I mean, I, I'll, I'll even admit, I mean, I certainly haven't been watching the Mets as closely as I typically would because their season, in terms of competition, is, is over. Uh, they're not going to come, come close to the playoffs. But in terms of, of late, mm-hmm. they've got, I think, one of the, if not the best records in the uh, NL East um, since the All-Star break. They've got a better, better record than the Yankees since the All-Star, All-Star game. I mean, they've actually been playing a lot of really good ball with their, their young guys, and that's what you want to see. I mean, the guys they're given a chance to are really stepping up. Uh, DeGrom, <laughs> and that's another conversation from another time. Cy I, Young, I he, baby. He, he should be Cy Young. Uh, hopefully they're going to recognize that the the wins do, should not matter as much as mm-hmm. you know, they do because you know, people who look at wins think that Scherzer should get it, who, of course, Scherzer is having a standard Scherzer season. But, you know, DeGrom set the record for most consecutive, you know, quality starts, um, 20-something. I should know 26. the number, but 26, ridiculous. Uh, lowest ERA in baseball. That's I mean, still just, ongoing, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's, he's just having That's an absurd. unreal season. So, and he's and he's got, you know, eight wins, which is awful. But oh, uh, it's, 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 it's cruel. But yeah, that's that's kind of the point. That wins are not solely on the on the pitcher. I mean, he's the type of guy you know will say if you know we lose, it's on me. Even if I give up one run, it's on me, which is ridiculous. But um, he's having a ridiculous season. So anyway, glad glad the young guys are getting it done, and uh, I'm sure uh, for all of them <laughs> getting to play a game with David Wright will be a pretty pretty awesome thrill as well. So absolutely, a, a couple of things I didn't know that he actually grew up a Mets fan. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he uh, yep. his hometown is Norfolk, Virginia, and so they Norfolk, had, they, Norfolk Tides. Yeah, they had the cla- yep. the the triple A affiliate. Didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, and here's kind of a neat note. I was looking at this article on uh, for the whim, and um, it's saying one of the things that his first appearance in 2018 will be his first since May 27th, 2016. Here's a wow. li- yeah. Here's a line from the article. It says, uh, "Writes because t- obviously talking about the, his announcement. Uh, Writes teammates and coaches line the room for the announcement. A couple of them with tears in their eyes. Wright choked up while thanking his parents, his brothers, his wife, and the two young daughters who will get to see him play in the majors for the first and only time wow. later this month. That's awesome. Yeah. So that that's." <laughs> I, wow. I mean, it's a t- it's cutting onions, brother. That's a that's, yeah. that, that, yeah. that's a tough way Damn to go. Damn it! Damn it! Cut onions in a room. Cutting onions. Who's cutting onions? 
Room's getting dusty, bro. Mark, <laughs> Mark yeah. farted. It's dusty. There's a, um, but you know, I mean, that that's a that's a tough way to go. But it, you know, to, to have that moment, that's that's a really nice move from an organization. You know what I mean? To do that, yes. For him to get that opportunity, I, I, that's fantastic. And you know, in years past, uh, and if you've listened to the podcast, we always talk about like, you know, beyond the game and kind of. Um, there's the on-field stuff. There's the off-field stuff, and you know you have these things that are bigger than sports. Gives you a window, you know what I mean, and it gives you a platform. And every once in a while, there's these. It's the game beyond the game moments, right, where you get to appreciate um, opportunity and reflection and accomplishment and life, and that's a tremendous thing for him and for the organization to do. And regardless of what the season is for the Mets, that that's a hell of a thing. Yeah, it is. That's a guy, that's a player, that's a teammate, that's a father. That that moment, for him to have that, uh, even if his daughters don't remember it, he will. He'll have that oh, with yeah. him. He'll have that with him for his entire life. Yeah. That's I tremendous. Mean, that's, it seems, feels like a catch-22, as you say. It's the only game they'll ever get to see, but at least they'll get to have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, better than I mean, and not not just, having anything at all. And yeah. you're just hoping that one Marlins pitcher will just say, "Hey, here's the meatball, <laughs> knock it out, baby." Yep. I mean, hey, last last time he came back from a major injury, it was nice, nice. Uh, you know, he had a huge home run in his first game back. So, yeah, that would be that would be amazing if you do it one more time. Uh, guys, reminds me of uh, do you remember the the game after uh, Jose Fernandez died when um. Um, uh, D. D. Gordon when he he hadn't had it, hit a home run the entire yeah. season. Yeah, he, he hits a home run. I mean, there, there wasn't a dry in the house, understandably, including himself, of course. But uh, yeah. yeah, moments like that that uh, you know, as we we do talk about from time to time that are you know goes yeah. well beyond sports. Absolutely. Well, that that's one of the fun things about sports. Thing. Go ahead, Matt. One of the tweets that came across when we were talking about David Wright at the press conference, and it said, watching Simba ask himself to wake up after being stampeded by a herd of wildebeest was easier to watch than the David Wright press conference. Hmm. Yeah, it's an odd sentiment, but I get it, yeah. No, it's, 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 uh, I'll have to watch the press conference because he's, he's, he's a... He's a really sharp guy, and he's, yeah. he's a, a really good communicator, and I'm I'm sure to be sad to watch too. But uh, gosh, I was gonna say, I mean, that's you know, like um, I mean, obviously we just uh, just passed another you know uh, September 11th, and I mean that's you know Mike Piazza's you know home run in the first game back from you know after 9/11 actually happened. I mean that's another like just I mean I'll never forget that, and I don't think many people will ever forget that. Uh, the, the pinnacle of uh, Going well beyond sports, but yeah, that's this is a heavy week, man. You know yeah, what's crazy? A lot of stuff happening. I know it's crazy to think that that's seventeen years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like <clears throat> I, I work in an environment where I'm surrounded by people that didn't live through that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and and every time we come up on an anniversary of it, I think about the weight of what that meant. And what it continues to mean. And the only parallel I can think of is for people that live through certain things. Or one of the parallels I think of is people that live through certain things in like World War II and like Pearl Harbor. You know what I mean? 
And it's yeah. like, you know, it's one of those things that's really hard to wrap your head around where something is so significant that a nation, a country, a people, a world, like, stop and are like, what? Whoa. Wait. You know what I mean? Uh, just incredible. And Just out of curiosity yeah. for me, because I was in the military at the time, mm-hmm. and I was actually deployed. All right, I'll go ahead and get mine, but I want you guys to tell me where you guys were when that happened. I was on board the USS Kearsarge. We were just leaving Turkey and going to start a week-long training exercise Mm -hmm. with uh, some foreign countries. And I had woken up, and you got to understand that Turkey's like, I don't know, six, seven hours ahead of the United States. So I'm waking up in the shower and my commanding officer comes over the 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 one MC, which is basically the microphone for the entire ship mm-hmm. and tells us what happened. So I'm waking up because I'm the midnight shift. I'm the 7 p.m. to the 7 a.m. shift. And I'm thinking I'm I run that shift and I'm thinking, boy, that's a messed up scenario there. And then he comes back and says, our commander-in-chief will do everything to bring these uh, people to justice. And I'm like, oh, shit. And that's when I have to go get every single person in my shift awake. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all got to get up there like right now because shit's going down. Like, we, we had heat the entire summer. But, like, once that came down, we're like, Ooh, we're in it now. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's game on at that point, as you could imagine. But where were you guys? Um, this actually still bothers me to this day. Um, okay. I worked for BB&T, and I was at a training session. And they not only didn't announce it, they didn't tell us. So we went a whole morning walled off doing i don't even remember what the hell the training was for but we got out of the training around and again you gotta gotta remember this is like pre-smartphone pre-social media you know you couldn't that stuff wouldn't happen today like if if something like that occurred today everybody would know i mean your phone would be blowing up you'd have notifications and posts i mean you wouldn't you know what i mean you couldn't wall it off so readily but i worked we were at a training session and we, they just, they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us. They didn't, they didn't stop the training, interrupt, nothing. They didn't tell us at all. And then wow. they released us, and I drove back to my branch, and I, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, the, door, the doors were locked. I'm like, did the branch get robbed? What happened? And so <laughs> I had no clue. I had no clue, yeah. dude. So I walk in the branch. I'm like, can y'all let me in? So I go in the branch, and one of the ladies had gone home and gotten the TV and taken it back to the branch, and they were watching. Again, this dates the incident, because kids today will be like, what do you mean a black and white TV? What? (laughs) Um, But this is, you know what I'm saying? Black and white? What what is that, dude? Get out of here. But this lady had gone back and grabbed the TV from her house, brought it back to the bank, and so we were, they were watching news coverage about it. Well, what happened basically is that all the branches, everybody was essentially on lockdown, right? Because they were concerned about other 
terrorist attacks or just anything that might be happening. And again, you have to put this in the context of pre-social media, pre-smartphone. So information is disseminated and travels differently. So, uh, But to walk into that branch and to be completely oblivious, I had no earthly clue. We got out of training. I drove back. I probably was cranking up Metallica, not Nickelback, because Mark hates Nickelback. I was probably cranking up Metallica or Megadeth or System of a Down, rocking out in my you know 240 station wagon with the crazy boom boom stereo in it. I get back to the branch. I'm like, what, what, what? And I walk in and I feel like a complete moron and a big old dummy because I have no clue. I'm like, what is happening? And, you know, this lady's like, look at the TV. This is what's going on. And I will readily admit to you, it still bothers me to this day that something of that significance transpired and that they just continued on with some whatever training that it was, which was inconsequential. It was probably about cross-selling. It was probably cross-selling crap to somebody with a checking account. You know what I mean? And it was like, I'm like, dude. If that happens, stop the freaking training and tell us what's going on. I never never heard you share share that story. I had no idea. That's that's, that's really crazy. To this day, I remember that. Once I found out what was actually happening that morning, um, I was pissed. I was pissed off. And I never forgave that company, my management, and that that trainer for that because I think that was wrong. To That's not say, guys, guys, we got something bigger than this training happening. Let's stop this. Let's make sure that your home branches are safe, that you're safe. This is what's happening in the world. Boom. Uh, because yeah. it, And I know a lot of people were confused. Again, you have to remember, pre-social media, pre-smartphone, it, it's it's a different deal. But to, to go through that and then just to be completely blindsided, you're like, What? You know, and then obviously I got wrapped up into it, and then I, you know, I couldn't stop watching the coverage. And I actually, I have, um, I have, uh, I have a ton of papers from that period, and I've got a ton of um, VHS. I still have the, I still have the tapes because uh, my mom uh, started recording, and so we have the wow. news, all, all the telecasts. I'll have to see if I can find the box with them in it. I still have them. It's just a matter of where. Um, but it, it's very surreal. You know what that, I mean? That would be interesting to look back over is yeah. those tapes. It, it, sure. It's really surreal to watch the broadcast of it because people are confused. You yeah. know, pe- people are confused about what's going on. I mean, if something like that happened today, you'd, you'd have a whole bunch of smartphone video and all, all kinds of other stuff. You just didn't have that then. And it's hard for people now. It's very hard to take the context of now and apply it to that period of time. Uh, It's not that it's that long ago. I mean, it is in a way, but from a technology standpoint, that's a huge gap. You know what I mean? That's a big... There's so many things that are so different from what we have and what we have at our fingertips compared to people then. And I, I will say this. Me being pissed at my employer aside, um, one thing that I hope as we talk about 9-11 and our memories of and what it means, if you're not aware, the cancer rates for the, for the first responders is through the roof. 
And uh, I, I've had the, you know, I've walked, yeah. I walked the grounds of uh, Ground Zero before all the stuff was built. At, obviously, after the attacks, but before the monuments and the museums and all that stuff was finished, I walked the grounds of that. It's a really, really heavy. It's a real, it's a real heavy experience. If you weren't alive, maybe it's not. But to live through that, and then to go to New York and to spend time at Ground Zero. Yeah. Um, and, and we went to a, I went to a museum where they, I mean, they had pieces of steel and these chunks of these, I mean, like I can feel it in my, in my gut now talking about it. Uh, I mean, it's a very, very powerful experience. I saw, I saw a great news piece. Um, I think it was on NBC and I don't know her name, so forgive me for this, but there's a woman that goes around and, uh, there's a florist and a woman. And they go around, and I think her brother died in the attacks. But she she has a list of everybody's birthday, all the people that perished. Um, and she goes around, and every single day, every single day, she puts white roses uh, in the names from this florist. Um, and she goes around, and she has a list, and she puts a, a, a fresh cut white rose and it, she takes the stem and she sticks it right in their cutout, in, in their name cutout of that of that memorial of that monument, and she puts them in there every single year, every single day. And they walk around, and she walks around, and she puts those white roses on their name, in their name, on their birthday. Wow! I mean, it, 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 it it's incredible. Um, and it, it, if you, if you were alive when that happened, if you haven't been to. Um, if you haven't been to the site and you haven't been to those museums, <laughs> I mean, it's an incredible experience. It's painful and you feel it in the gut. I mean, you really do. Um, it's, but, it's tough, but it's, it, so it's, tough. it's a tremendous thing to go there and try to absorb and just reflect on what that was, uh, and what that is and the weight of it. I mean, it, it's heavy. Um, it's heavy. I will, I will tell you this, dude. Um, two of the toughest places I've ever been to, mm-hmm. um, for me as former military, are 9-11, Ground Zero, mm-hmm. and Arlington National Cemetery. Yeah. I don't believe it. Yeah. Just putting myself... And, and, and being able to put myself in those shoes mm-hmm. because I have been there and served that and just seeing the sacrifice that was made on not only that day being 9-11 but the sacrifice that was made just for everybody I mean Arlington National Cemetery feels like it never ends with all the graves. Yeah. And for people who don't understand the debt that has been paid by all of those deaths, you um, until you have served and understand what has been paid, like you you just you will never understand. You just won't. And 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 that's not to knock anybody that hasn't right. served, but like it, it's a huge debt. But like nine eleven and, and being there and seeing that, it's it, it's sort of the same feeling. It's like holy, you know what? Yeah, no, it, it, it it's heavy. It's heavy. Let yeah. me put it that way. It's yeah. heavy. It is. 
there are certain things that you do when you travel or if you sightsee or if you go to different places. You know, I'm, I'm a real big believer that there's kind of a vibe or an energy with certain spots. And whether that was being down in Guatemala and going to Tikal, which was a re- very surreal experience um, to be in the jungle down there and to be on like this pyramid, you know what I mean? Above the, it was crazy. It, it had a different feel to it. Um, and I would imagine for those that have been to Europe and have walked the streets, when you walk in an area and you're in somewhere that's 500 years old or 700 years old or 800 mm. years old or 2000 yeah. years old, you know, there's a different kind of feel to certain things. You know what yeah. I mean? And every once in a while, you're, you, you, you have these opportunities and moments and kind of intersections of life. And I, I, I know here, here we are BSing about single-ply toilet paper. You know, we're just having fun of being morons, right? And then we shift to something that's very serious. But there are certain things that you get to do and you get to see and you get to feel and experience where, where there's really a weight that's there. And Arlington absolutely is one of those. And so was going to Ground Zero, particularly having been alive when that happened. Uh, to go there and feel that and experience yeah. that, it resonates with you in a way that uh, there's lots of things that don't, but those are some sights and some places and some moments that really, man, they they hit you deep. You they know do. what I mean? They hit they hit you deep, and um, it's it's hard to be- it, it's still it's hard to believe it's been 17 years. <laughs> yeah it's hard to put in words yeah. dude. and i i do thank you for put you you are so good at doing that so i do appreciate you doing that oh, well that's kind of you to say did uh it, it, mark were you getting ready to say something i, I know um, you're i know well, you're super young so maybe you weren't alive <laughs> you may <laughs> no i'll get excited i can be pretty brief with mine but i mean yeah. i was i was at uh my 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 uh School I graduated from uh, high school um, or elementary school. No, high school, Christchurch school, preschool, uh, <laughs> kindergarten. I, I had to, uh, uh, but uh, private high school, uh, private boarding Wait, school. Wait, you Christ- went to Christchurch? Christchurch. Yeah. Holy cow! That's where John went. You didn't that's know where my buddy. That's where my buddy John went. That's funny. Wow. wow. I had no idea. Yeah, but I, I can't believe you didn't know that. Yeah, I, I graduated from there. Um, Went there from for 10th through 12th grade. 2010, uh, right? Is that when you graduated? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Come wish, on, man. 2013. Uh, Let's go. I, I, <laughs> I should know this for sure, but I, I guess I think I graduated in 2002. <laughs> but but uh, I was in history class, and one of the, one of the administrators um, just was coming around, you know, knocking on the door, getting the teacher's attention and mm-hmm. whispering something to them. And obviously we're, you know, super curious and confused and we can just see our teacher just jaw drop. And then, you know, they don't really tell us anything, but just usher us down to this uh, common room where they got a big TV and we start seeing TV coverage. And I mean, I just know myself and plenty of others are just in tears and just so unbelievably confused and shocked. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously just the, images from that day and you know i i i sure hope that we none of us have to you know go through anything similar to that again in our lifetime because i i you know it's just it, it never leaves you i mean i i you know obviously there's tons of everybody will have crazy stories they hear i mean one of my ex-girlfriends was in the twin towers on september 10th oh my um God. 
I don't know if you know, but uh, you know, Seth MacFarlane's one that I always think of. He talks about it. he was he was supposed to be on one of the flights, and he got really drunk the night before and overslept and missed his flight. And but he he always I mean he's an atheist, but and this isn't the point of the story. But he always gets mad whenever anybody tries to tell him, "Oh, you're you're safe for a purpose." And he's like, "No, how big of an asshole would I be to say that? Like, I was a drunk idiot who got drunk and overslept. I'm I'm lucky, but thank who, God." I, yeah, but how dare I say that somehow I was, <laughs> I, I, how, <laughs> how dare I say that I, I was spared for you know any of the other people that you know whose lives were lost? I mean, I, I that's that's insanity. Oh, crazy. But 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 um, yeah. I mean, I you know it, that 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 entire day is pretty pretty well seared in my brain of just you know all the the images and you know it was I don't know. I, I like I said, I hope I hope nobody ever has to live through something like that again. I mean, I'm sure there, I mean, the world is a bad place at times. I live, I can't come from a mom who will never let me not believe. So I am a firm believer that there's far more good in the world than bad. But, uh, that was, uh, that was a pretty horrendous one. There That's, is, uh, there is, uh, there's yeah. some, there's some big bad in the world, Yeah, but there's a lot of good people. I, I tell you one thing that I always think about every time when we roll through the anniversary of, Nine eleven. I always think of Todd Beamer. And if you go, wait, who? That sounds familiar. That's the Let's Roll guy. Mm-hmm. Let's roll. Let's roll. Mm-hmm. On flight, uh, I think it was flight ninety three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready? Let's roll. Taking, you know, I mean, I mean, it, it, I mean, I just got goosebumps and I got chills just thinking about that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did did you just, ever see the United United ninety three movie, which I, I describe mm-hmm. as one? Of, it was an incredibly well done movie that I could I could never possibly watch again. Um, I haven't but, seen it. Uh, there are certain movies uh, that are a one watch. This is the only time you ever ever need to see it. Yeah, you, you you can't do it again. It was it was supremely well done, and I I'm glad they made it. I could never I I couldn't go through it again. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, those those the people on that flight. I mean, they knew. I mean, they knew what they were doing, and that was yeah. that they. They felt they had to do it, and it's one of those things that I always ask myself: like, you want to believe you would step up and and support and do do that as well, but it's it's hard to know. I mean, mm-hmm. I uh, so the fact that they they did what they did is amazing, and yeah, uh, yeah he just gave me goosebumps too. Um, Whew, yeah. dude, Todd Beamer, man, absolutely. This uh, salute, salute, strings for um, you, brother. Uh, I was gonna say I, I don't know if anybody else has any more uh, thoughts on nine eleven. I mean, Randy, I don't know if you had any. Um, I actually remember it pretty well. Uh, I was driving to work. I mean, I even remember the make and model of the car. It was a Dodge, a gold Dodge Intrepid. Uh, oh. Loves living in Wisconsin. <laughs> a gold uh, Intrepid, man. I know, right? That's so fitting for the era. <laughs> uh, I was living in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, driving to work. Worked for uh, Uniprise. They're an, they were uh, one of the just offshoots of United Healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember hearing chatter on the radio about it, and I'm like, "What the hell? What station am I listening to?" Because I obviously was in just stunned disbelief to even think that something like this could even happen. Right. And I pulled into the parking lot, and I literally sat there for like 10 to 15 minutes listening to the radio broadcast just absolutely stunned and i went into work and there were people in tears there were people watching some of the tvs and some of the break rooms i mean it was one of those moments where 
you know, I went online. I mean, I went online looking at. I think, if memory serves me correctly, uh, this was well before Google, but I was using Yahoo at the time because I know that was still that was around. You went and, on the line. On the line. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, you signed on the AOL. <laughs> Did you check but your Angel Fire keep... website? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell is it? No, it was. Was it Netscape back then? Yeah. Netscape Navigator, buddy. <laughs> Net, Net, yeah. Netscape, Netscape Navigator, Navigator which, dude. Which I, I feel like it maybe I'm sorry, I'm not saying this quick, but like I I for anybody who doesn't know, I do tech support now and I had somebody call recently and I and, you know, I'm just troubleshooting, I need to find out what browser they were using, and they said Netscape Navigator, and I said well, that's why it's clearly not working. Right, who still uses Netscape Navigator? What? Insanity. Yeah, what was the last time that was updated? I, I have no idea, but I was like, how, how is it? There's no way that this is functional. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? The initial release. All right, here you go. The, la- the initial release was December 1994. The last stable release listed is February 21st, 2008. <laughs> so if you're if you're using Netscape Navigator, do yourself a favor, upgrade yeah. to something else, bro. Just stop using a computer. Just step away from the computer because this this isn't. What for are you, you. on Windows three point one? Come on, dude. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Mean, I, could, I couldn't believe it. Using Netscape Navigator is listening to his podcast at this point. I, you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what? And if you are, just drink the entire bottle of <laughs> you, you have at this point. You know what's great about That's when you mentioned Netscape Navigator is I can still see that freaking animation that it had. Yeah. In the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, yeah, back navigator. then it's like be getting on Netscape net and uh, getting on a web crawler to search mm-hmm. for stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. my God! What was the thing you used to uh, check the internet on on your TV, Justin? Through Sega? I, what was that? I had a Netlink on my Sega Saturn. Oh wow! Netlink. Yeah. Okay. I still remember the password I had for my Netlink, by the way, which is really funny. Yeah, it had a web browser on it. It looked like crap. I used a Mindspring Earthlink. Yeah, I had a twenty-eight. I don't remember if that was a fourteen-four or a twenty-eight-eight modem. I still actually, by the way, I still have it. I actually still have my Netlink, the keyboard, the mouse. My Sega Saturn still works for what it's worth. I have all that crap, but I used to play uh, Virtual On and Sega Rally Championship and some. Uh, I think Daytona USA. And I'd play mm-hmm. the. I think it was Daytona USA, but definitely Sega Rally Championship and Virtual On. And I played people I, like I had friends. I played online games through on a crappy twenty eight eight modem through a Sega Saturn. How about that crap? And that web browser mm. was ugly. Maybe not as ugly <laughs> as Netscape Navigator, but pretty damn ugly. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Nice rando pull, Woodfield. I think the only reason he remembers that is because of all the beatdowns he got in the NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Shut uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire. <laughs> anyway, keep going, Randy. But yeah, just just walking in the atmosphere, people not in their queues because they're all huddled around TVs, or you have people turning on their radios, and just yeah. just all these people in different parts of the office just huddled around each other. Uh, just the looks on their faces. And then, of course, trying to get through that day of work was probably one of the most difficult days I can remember. And then going home and turning on CNN at the time and watching as, as they replay 
the damn explosion over and over and over again. I'm like, come on, you've shown it enough already. I, it, this is ridiculous. I understand that, you know, it's like, just in case you missed it. It's like, trust me, nobody's missed it. <laughs> nobody's missed it. Unless you're under a rock or something or don't know what a TV is, yeah. yet no one's missed it. <laughs> but I honestly can say that I have, I mean, and there's very few events in my life that are that big that I can actually remember where I was. Okay. Uh, the last one prior to that was actually Challenger exploding. Yeah, I was going to say that there's two. The, because the Challenger I, and 911. We yeah. were in classroom watching it in grade school. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is a great learning tool. Hey, kids, want to see something really cool? And it's like, what the hell just happened? And, and you know, it's like, yeah, it, it just... Mark. You're just sitting there stunned going, is that supposed to happen? I mean, it's as a kid, I, can, I can't even really fathom what I was really thinking at the time, but other than just being going, I've never seen anything like that before. No, it, it was nuts. Uh, Mark, uh, you weren't alive for that. No. No. <laughs> you, were, you, weren't, you weren't alive for that. No, yeah, there, there's there's a couple of things that I, that I distinctively remember. The Challenger is one. 9-11 is one. The Redskins <laughs> winning the Super Bowl is one. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, the, the, cha <laughs> the Challenger explosion is one. Like I can still just picture looking at the TV just like blown away by it. And uh, September 11th is one. The, there are certain images and like the people jumping from the towers. You know what I mean? Like th there are certain yeah. images that they're just, yeah. they're just burned into my head. Uh, there's a really uh, um, and I, I wish I could remember who wrote it, but there's a uh, and Wes McElroy had um, the writer on, and there's a really um, there's a great story about the red bandana, the man in the red bandana, and if you're interested in reading about it, uh, there's a book uh, about him. When we talk about people that make sacrifice and self-sacrifice and do things, if you've never heard the story of or read the story of. With September 11th, the man in the red bandana. Look it up. Um, powerful stuff, moving stuff. I and, just, I just saw the piece on ESPN about yeah. that. On, uh, I, I, I guess I'd seen it most before, but yeah, he, he's yeah. amazing and yeah. just a re regular civilian who saved at least six people and likely more. Yeah. Um, just because he felt like it was the right thing to do. Right. I mean, it, um, you people, know, people, people like that are just such heroes, and and God, it's just you know, for for me, you know, you just uh, any tragedy like that. I mean. You know, it's it's just so hard to really full fully take in that obviously, well, it's devastating for him. Well, it's devastating for if he was in a relationship, his girlfriend, his wife, the family, everybody. Know, I mean, it's just the the trying when you truly think about how many people are affected by the loss of somebody that you know sounds like he was just such an amazing person, and mm -hmm. but he he he's a hero. I mean, he 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 won, he did what he felt like he was supposed to do, and it's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and, and just just uh, Google search the man in the red bandana. You'll get the ESPN story. You'll get the information his Wikipedia page and information about the book. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just when when you mention, you know, when you talk about the stuff with your mother, and it's like there's good people in the world. That again, there's a lot of ugly. There's some really bad things that happen. There just are. You know, people are assholes. There's a lot of people that are assholes, and then there's people that are that are like like legit bad people, you know. But every time there's something that that's awful, 
um, or a tragedy or an attack or a terrorist attack or just something bad, right? You can see uh, what, what what was it Mr. Rogers called them the helpers, right? Mm. They're always the helpers, and uh, it, it's really an incredible thing to to know that. And um, kudos to anybody that serves as that, or that has been that, or that has lived and died as that, because the you know th- that's that's the good in the world that really resonates. And I think when you go somewhere where it's really powerful and it it, it moves you. Uh, I think part of the reason is because of the self-sacrifice that a lot of people do make to be those helpers. It's not just the people that bring the destruction and bring the pain. It's those that push back. It's those that give back. And it's those that sacrifice their lives to try to save someone, to help someone, and to get somebody else out of a bad situation. I mean, it's it's hard to fathom being in that situation. And I think most of us would like to believe that we, we would be one of those guys. Uh, I hope I'm never confronted with that. I really do. But if I am, I hope that I'm one of those guys. But until you're in the middle of it, it's hard to know. You know? Because, I mean, and maybe this is a... Ooh, we got Simple. all serious and heavy here. I, we got away from sports. Uh, I guess. I, I think. I, I guess we were trying to direct. I guess I brought up Piazza's home run at eleven. I guess I, we got we got heavy, but but it's good. We had it was a very good conversation. And uh, I guess I was just gonna say real quick. You I mean how beautiful is it? As as painful as of course, as mm-hmm. painful as it is for Wes's parents to have lost him at such a young age. He was, I believe, I'm pretty sure he was in his twenties. A uh, young guy, maybe in his thirties, but I think he's in his twenties. You mean the, the red bandana guy? He was born in '77. Yeah. He was born born when? He was born in '77. Okay, so he was like 24, early 20s. Yeah. So as as as, as awful as it was for them to have lost him at that age, to to always be able to remember that he was such an absolute hero that he mm-hmm. he saved, you know, so many people's lives that that would not be able to be around for their families. Yeah. Um, without him, that's that's got to be. It's it's some kind of comfort. I mean, I, I, it's it and and um, um, I uh, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think you can really put yourself in their shoes without having you know directly been. But but I don't know. Just it's an amazing story. And 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 uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for my mom that she tries to push and is still letting me that that no matter what, no matter how much bad we see in the world, that's uh, mm-hmm. there's there's always more good than bad. There absolutely is. I think I don't know if you've seen. I feel like a lot of people have seen it, and I know there's many examples of it. But uh, I think about this. Uh, I feel like there was a very popular viral, viral video about a year ago. Um, a guy who lost his daughter to a car accident, but mm-hmm. uh, she was a donor and donated her heart. And the the dad I think did a, like a bike bike ride across the country to like raise money for charity, and then eventually got to to meet the guy who had his daughter's heart and like listen to it. And I mean, yeah, I mean things like that that just mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. just amazing. Uh, that world is amazing. Amazing that that can happen now, and that um, I don't know. No, it, one, it, but, is. Uh, it is. It is. It is. It is. So, um, so Lou, I think I've got two things that similar, but but a slightly lighter. But we were, you know, I guess we're also kind of, you know, 
I don't know, thinking about grandiose things. And then, you know, as much as I like to try to shy away from the I'm old stuff, I got two things that, that I just I feel like I kind of want to say on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Are you going to admit I, I like, that you're old? I, like, I, like, <laughs> I can't believe it. You know, I, sometimes I acknowledge it. Not often, <laughs> but sometimes. Okay. Um, two, I, I like I like wild facts that make you realize your age, and I feel like I, there's two that I learned about recently. You know, we are closer now, or, or excuse me, the the launch of MTV is closer now to the end of World War II than it is to today. Wow, that's weird. Just insane. Oh my god. It's yeah, that's insane. A, that's a is rando. Just, just barely. No, no, it absolutely is. You yeah, thanks for it's the depressing rando factoid, fuckface. You're welcome. But how long have videos played closer from now to World War II? <laughs> I don't know. Are we um, closer to Snooky or World War II? Inquiring minds want to know. I was going to say, I think, I think videos have played closer to us than World War II. But. Yes. But, uh, um, yeah. And then and then the other one was that uh, there are 20-year-olds who have never lived in a world without Google, as Google was launched in 1998. Uh, God. Good Lord. Jesus. They should know what dial-up internet is like. <laughs> It fucking sucked. Net, net <laughs> Get right. That's what I remember. Get right so that you if your if, your if your connection dropped, that it would pick up your download and continue it. That's what get right was. There was there were other ones, but get right meant when you were trying to, uh, you know, download music or other files. Um, certainly not illegally. That if your connection mm. dropped. Oh, for some reason that when you reconnected, get right would get the connection right and resume the download. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because you wow. can download, look, we couldn't download a song in three seconds. <laughs> no, no. I, I remember being on like Napster and uh, what was it Bear Share? It was Napster, Bear Share, and LimeWire. Good old LimeWire. LimeWire. Uh, and then other things, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you need you needed something to maintain your connect. get right, dude. That that was that was my jam back in the day. Take about a, a week downloading an album. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There were you'd be like, oh, I just spent all day downloading something, and you'd open it up, and then it wasn't right. You were like, ah, no, I got two tracks. The rest of them were damn corrupt. it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of funny. Oh god. Yeah. If you haven't ever seen it, there's uh these the, the random random videos. There, there's a series on YouTube. Might be on Venmo, uh, not Venmo. Uh, um, I can't think of the other site. Vimeo, yeah, 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 yeah Vimeo, Vimeo. Vimeo. yeah. Um, and there's these random series where they ask these kids about technology from like the 80s and the 90s, and it's really funny. Oh, They'll be like, "Here's a Walkman. What do you think this does? How do you think you use it?" Yeah. And, right. and they struggle with trying to figure out how to use a Walkman. And of course, we're we're of the age where we're like. We had those, bro. Seriously, you can't figure out how to play a cassette. You're a dummy. Um, yeah. and it, they're really funny with certain things. And then it reminds you of how how much better stuff is today. And you're like, oh, that anal- some of those analog things are painful, dude. They're oh, just painful, sure. yeah. Uh, look, I know we need to hit wrap up a clock and get out of here, yeah. Mark. Hey, what about my uh, story? Do you actually have I got a st- one. You, you have yes. a story? You want to hear something crazy? What I was doing on 2000? On not, September 11th? Not really. I was driving. That's crazy enough. <laughs> yeah, it was actually crazy enough. Actually, 
I was leaving my um, grandma's to take something to my um, aunt in Mechanicsville. And I remember getting back in the car and turning on the radio. And I, I was trying to find something with trying to find a radio station. It was just playing music. And then I remember sitting in um, there was a car accident up on Main Street. I don't know how it made it all the way back down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was just all going off. But the crazy thing was. Dad was in uh, Minnesota for a BCOM uh, conference, and he was supposed to fly out at LaGuardia, into LaGuardia that afternoon. So we couldn't – I mean, nobody can get in touch with him. Nobody knew where, where he was at, and um, Mom started freaking out. I started freaking out, and then we finally got a call from Dad. Dad had rented a car and drove back from Minnesota. Back to Richmond because he couldn't. I mean, every airport was shut down pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. There was so much, and so he was like, "I'm just going to drive back." Yeah. So it, it's just it's just crazy moment in time. Where were you at? And and then it's, um, I think I saw it on the news past couple of days. One of the women that uh, was in there just died from cancer. They made it. I think I saw it on Facebook. Dude, the the cancer rates from the first responders yeah. and people that were exposed to it, they're they're ridiculous. They're people that are essentially think of it like this. All right, that it's seventeen years ago. So if you had somebody that was in their early twenties, they're roughly are, are in our age bracket, and you have people mm-hmm. that are in our age bracket that have, you know, cancers and diseases and illnesses more fitting of somebody that's 80 you know what i mean uh because of what they were exposed to uh with with all the all the dust all the debris all the toxic you know chemicals and just everything that went into that it's ugly you know it's ugly and it's probably gonna well not probably it's gonna get worse over the next couple of years it's gonna get worse uh if i remember correctly there's a funding issue with the fund that helps pay for medical care with those individuals that were first responders and that were part of the nine eleven deal. So uh, if you want to exert a little pressure on a senator or your congressional representative, uh, I certainly would advocate for and would support, yes. you know, f- uh, proper funding for anybody that's tied to and related to, you know, first responders and all the stuff with the world trade center. I mean, it, that's oh God. Yes. I can't imagine that we would we would let them down. Uh, I would hope not, but pretty heavy stuff. But we got—I I didn't mean—I I don't think any of us meant to get all serious. But it—it's it, a big one. Nine Eleven's a big one. That's a tough one, and I think it's good. Uh, perhaps not the most entertaining segment of the podcast that we've ever we've ever done, but. I think it's relevant. I think it's contextual. And, uh, you know, I think for listeners that are are of a certain age, um, you know, you lived it. And it's good to take a moment and reflect. It was a a very good dialogue. Sports. We we talk sports. Other sports can wait. It was a good dialogue to have. uh, It was. It was. Yeah. yeah, It was. There's no doubt about that. Well, look, let's wrap this thing up and, and let's get everybody out of here. I can't exit out uh, without at least giving some kudos to 
and this is a this is a shift. So I apologize in advance, but this is a, this is a sports shift back to sports stuff after a very heavy 9/11 segment. But <laughs> impressions of Week One and takeaways from Week One, I can't walk away from that week, and some of this is fan bias without an appreciation of what the Redskins did to the Cardinals. Uh, Jay Gruden's first win in the season opener. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize that. Also, didn't realize that the Saints are like what zero and five in season openers. The last five years is crazy, but tremendous. That was a really good football game. As a Redskins fan, not as a Cardinals fan, it was not a good game as a Cardinals fan. Uh, but as a Redskins fan, it was really good. The defense looked competent, skilled, well stocked. Offense was very balanced, very efficient. Dominated time of possession. And, you know, Alex Smith, I know I wasn't really enthused about Alex Smith coming to the Redskins. I didn't hate him, but I just wasn't overly excited. Uh, First ever quarterback that's changing teams after leading the league in passing efficiency. Uh, You can complain about the things that you don't like about Alex Smith. That's been part of him for his entire career. It's not going to change. But to see AP, he had a strong debut as a Redskin. I thought the team looked good. They, they were good on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they certainly were able to deal with time of possession. Uh, they were productive and efficient in, in some phases of the game. Uh, certainly the second quarter, dude. They just lit them up, man. Second quarter, they lit the Cardinals up. That was fun. To get back to week one, to get back to football, to get back to fandom and enjoy one of my teams uh, was super enjoyable. I don't know how long it will hold. I don't know what that means in the grand scheme of things. I think the Redskins are decent. And if they're healthy, they're going to be good. Um, the Cardinals are probably a bag, of, a, a flaming hot bag of crap. <laughs> and the Chargers are going to charge them. Yeah. But, you know, I feel decent about it. We obviously need, need a few more games to have a better sample size and a better feel. Uh, but if they're healthy, I think the Redskins will be in the mix. Um, side note for AP, we did cer- we certainly have had our fun at his expense uh, for the switch hit, for some other things that he's done. Uh, but do keep in mind that uh, AP hit the it's a pretty significant milestone: twelve thousand rush yards, one one hundred touchdown club. It's Adrian Peterson and a few other people. Anybody want to take a guess? Throw out some names. 12,000 rushing yards, 100 touchdowns. You guys know everybody on this list. You do. (laughs) Jim Brown. Jim Brown's on there. Yep. There's only set, you know, AP is the seventh guy in this club. Well, Emmett Uh, should be on that list. Who? Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith's on the list. Yep. Jim Brown and Emmett Smith. Four, four Brandon, others. Brandon Jacobs. Nope. No Brandon <laughs> Jacobs. If it was, if it was crotch crushing, um, who was that guy? Leron Landry. If it was running through somebody with your penis, Brandon Jacobs would be on the list. Let's see. LT. LT's on the list. Yep. So you have three. LT, Emmett Smith, Jim Brown. You got three. You got three more. AP's the seventh. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is not on this list. He only had just over ten thousand yards, I think. Then he yeah. hung up his cleats. Mm-hmm. Um, Dickerson. Mm-mm. Peyton. Another Ram, though. 
Another guy that spent time as a Ram. Falk. Marshall Falk's one of them. That's four. You got two more. Bears. Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Sweetness. Chiefs and Raiders. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. So Adrian Peterson, Marcus Allen, Marshall Falk, Jim Brown, Danian Tomlinson, Walter Payton, and Emmett Smith. 12,000 rushing yards and 100 touchdowns. Seven NFL players have done it. AP is one of them. Yeah. That's huge. huge. That's a big deal. Look, um, we've certainly given, and I've certainly given (laughs) some grief to AP, the old uh, switch hitter conversation, for sure. I I love his confidence that he's going to approach Emmett Smith's record, but, bro, you don't have enough years left. (laughs) You You don't have enough years, dude. There's no way. I just don't see it happening. But if he has a great year for the Redskins, that'll be fun. Again, enjoyed the game. Uh, I, I'm a little bit leery that the Cardinals are a dumpster fire, but Smith was solid. Time of possession was great when it was critical. Offense and defense were very good when it was critical. AP looked good, toting the rock. Had some had some nice pickups, some tough yards. Looked pretty good. He had some vintage, you know, just sticking his leg in the ground and then cutting. He looked very good in a couple of spots. I hope that uh, they can kind of spread his carries out a little bit. A few more to Chris Thompson, a few more to Fat Rob, just to keep him fresh. Um, but I like I liked what I saw. I'm cautiously optimistic about the Redskins. Part of that's because I'm a Redskin fan, and that team likes to murder your heart, stab you in the nuts, kick you in the balls. Cut your head off, stab you in the heart. That's what the Redskins do. So I'm cautiously optimistic that they're decent. Uh, if they're healthy, I think they're going to be good. And it'll be the Giants and the Redskins actually threatening the Eagles because the Dallas Cowboys suck. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Agreed. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Anywho, uh, it's nice to see a resurgent AP. I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. One of my buddies uh, texted me and asked me about it. I'm like, dude, look, anything beyond four to six weeks is gravy. Enjoy it for right now. He's old enough. It's probably gonna. He's probably going to fade at some point in the year. It's just a matter of when. But uh, for four to six weeks, it's probably going to be a fair amount of fun. As far as the game... Looks like they're going to end a sellout streak that goes back, reportedly, goes back about 50 years, which is pretty big. Unless Shannon buys up all the extra tickets and, and invites us all up to go up there. We'll show up, we'll drink beer in the parking lot, it'll be a great MacGuffin. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun, dude. A lot of fun. We have some lessons from week one, more information in week two. It's going to give us a better feel. Once we get through the first month, we're going to have a, a better idea of who these teams are. I think the Redskins are solid. If they can stay healthy, I think they'll be in the mix. Uh, realistically, I don't have faith in the Cowboys, and that's because I don't have faith in Dak. Um, I would prefer, if I'm looking at the NFC East, it's really the Eagles, and then it's going to be the Giants and the Redskins kind of battling out. Um, but, you know, it's a long season. It's very early yet. Somebody's going to curve ball. There's going to be somebody that's way better than we expect. And there's going to be a few teams that are way worse than we expect. Happens every single year. As long as I... Way better. Yeah. As long as I don't end up on the way worse list, I'm pretty happy. (laughs) That's kind of how I look at it, too. Yeah. 
I'm pretty happy. Anyway, it's time to go, man. We we've uh, gone way over. Uh, I'd say our September 11th dialogue, which was great and uh, very therapeutic, uh, pushed us over a little bit on the length. That's okay. Hashtag that's what she said. Uh, but it was good to catch up. It was great to see you guys. It was nice just to BS for a little bit, honestly. Likewise. Yeah, it was good. So, uh, Mark, I know you've got a road trip in front of you this weekend. Safe travels. Hopefully you can nap in the car. Thank you, thank you very <laughs> much, sir. You're welcome. Shannon, thank you for the stories uh, of your service and your time during uh, September 11th. Uh, certainly, uh, Randy and Matt, appreciate you chiming in. And uh, we'll rally up. Uh, we'll rally up. We'll try to rally up next week and and pound out, pound out another podcast. But look, everybody, go get some rest. Go get some sleep. It is three o'clock in the morning. It's probably time to shut this down. <laughs> As we used to say, I don't need three takes to do this. Good night now. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. Go get some rest, Ouchie. guys. Go get some rest. Peace the out. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. And we'll catch you next week with uh and we'll, you know, we'll kick off some more, you know, chit chat and NFL conversation. For honestly, for a week one, that was pretty good. We went way longer than I expected, but that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Said. Yeah, buddy. But uh no, go get some rest, fellas. We'll catch you on the flip side. As always, we're the sports brew. I am the captain. You can find us on um uh, <laughs> sportscaster.com iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Keywords are sports and brew. If you want to find us, use that. You will. Okay? There's a sports brew brew pub somewhere, I think, on the West Coast. But we're not a brew pub. We're just a couple of dudes shooting the breeze and recording as we go. But uh, from all of us to all of you, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the journey. And uh, we will absolutely 100% catch you on the flip side. Good night now. All right, gentlemen, go get some rest. Where's MacGuffin at? Hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 my God, look at MacGuffin. Holy crap, that's great. I'm going to screenshot this. You think this? that's Mark? No, 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 no. Watch this, watch this, watch or this. Or you, Jackass. Look, here we go. Watch this. This is great. I'm going to screenshot MacGuffin passed out that's fucking fantastic that is now saved yay snip tool <laughs> mcguffin out that's what i'm gonna name it mcguffin out there it is <laughs> now i'm gonna I think do he is wo- i think he is woke he's no. trying to wake up anyway no, he, 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 no. you're smiling he is not woke af it's not there <laughs> no now watch this. I'm going to do a tight crop. Do a tight That's crop on him. Saying. Yeah. That, that You may have heard tight crap. <laughs> you may have heard tight crap. This is tight crop. Different. 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 MacGuffin out. Oh, one. <laughs> That's great. Peace out, homies. All right, man. Go get some rest, bro. All right, bro. All right, gentlemen, All right. gentlemen, yeah, I'll be good. gentlemen, go right. get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. We the sports brew from us to all, from all of us, all of you. Enjoy, enjoy the week, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the football. Good night. Now we'll catch you on the flip side. Late. See ya. Deuce.